Fair midriff, exposed shoulders, wind blowing across your nips. Cover yourself up, if you want to, with Second Wind shirts. For a reason we can't legally discuss, our artists have had a little free time, so they've come up with brand new designs for our brand new channel and mostly new shows. Fully Ramblematic, Design Delve, Cold Take, and the Second Wind itself. It's some kind of bird. Act fast because some of these designs are only available for a limited time. We've partnered with Shark Robot to make the shopping experience as easy as possible. Because let's be honest, life is hard sometimes. One day you're happy and working, and the next day you're called into a meeting and HR is there and you're just fine. Head to sharkrobot.com slash second dash wind or click on the link in the description to check out all of our shirts today. And I think there's a desk pad too. That's fun. Everyone and welcome to Second Winds Firelink Podcast Episode Number Two for Wednesday, December thirteenth, twenty twenty-three. My name is Marty Sleva, and I am so happy to be joined by Casey Wosu, Nick Kalanger, and our producer Eric. Welcome, guys! Look at that episode two, two weeks in a row. Wow! I think that's no. a record for podcast. We're on a roll. Yeah, yeah. There's no stopping us now. Uh, Until we get to episode one hundred, then I won't be here. Uh, it didn't stop us. It stopped you. <laughs> it didn't stop us. Uh, welcome, everyone. We are so uh, happy to have you here. We got a great show for you today. Uh, a couple of news bits we want to get to, including uh, the official death of E3, which has been like a real sad, prolonged kind of thing. But uh, with it uh, officially ending, um, a lot of people have been sharing their memories and kind of like what E3 meant to them, but also sort of worried about what does that mean for the future of these kinds of shows? Um, so we can chat a little about that. Uh, I want to talk about new Sonic the Hedgehog 2 levels that were unearthed. And let me tell you, I am very excited to talk about this. But more importantly, about the uh, uh, video game uh, historical foundation that does amazing work. Uh, and our main topic, as you can see, uh, uh, Nick, I got I got a little egg on my face. I'm going to say I thought you were a little too like conspiracy-pilled. About the day before, oh. I thought I thought you were you were Mel Gibson in the hit film Conspiracy Theory, but it turned out uh, you were Mel Gibson in the hit film Braveheart. So <laughs> I gotta say, uh, Nick was right about the day before, and even though we talked a little bit about it last week, um, there's been uh, there's been just a lot new of new developments, a lot of updates this week. So Nick will fill you in, uh, and we also we're gonna we're gonna have like a real fancy video on it uh, down the road. So um we'll fill in uh, on a little bit about that and then all the stuff we've been playing uh i got to play the new god of war dlc which let me tell you better than i thought it'd be so we'll give you your uh, cool yeah we'll give you your, your hot takes about that and of course uh thank you everyone watching live uh, on youtube or listening on your favorite podcast series uh we appreciate you being here and remember uh second wind is is funded by your incredible patronage uh over on patreon uh that is how we help uh, uh Launch new shows, keep these new shows on, bring on new folks like Casey Wosu and Jesse Galena. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, for a second, I was like, get to make we a actually announced that? about that yet. Yeah, we didn't get to make a community post about that yet. So, yeah, Casey and Jesse, uh, we are committed to bringing them on full time when we take salaries in February of 2024. Very exciting. Um, yes, I, I am, for one, very excited. Been a long time coming. Um, that means, you know, that means Milk Solid 5 next year. We, we we haven't decided that with anyone. I'm just saying right now, 
<laughs> just putting I, that out in the ethos. God is my witness. Metal Gear Solid Five next week, next next year. Shit, next year, not yeah, year. next week. Oh my god! I didn't say next week. I didn't, I didn't say next week. Uh, and thank you uh, so much for uh, incredible super chats and memberships over on YouTube, including Nerf Wrangler. Welcome to the Green Gang. Uh, Clouds Hide. Welcome to Tip Jar. Nathrek. Welcome to Tip Jar. Uh, uh, Asart, 99 cent donation. No, no, uh, no message, but we appreciate the donation. And Will Cooling, uh, left a message earlier in, uh, in, in the uh, stream with Yahtzee and Frost. Uh, uh, didn't get read out there, but I got you here. Super chat about Doctor Who got missing Yachts, uh, as Yachts was dropping David Tennant lore. Any of you see the new Disney Plus specials with Adventures Nyback? Are Marty incest jokes the next thing getting the rights for? No one owns the rights to those. Let me tell you, no hmm. one. No one wants the rights to those. You don't know that. I've never put them out on the market. <laughs> I've never seen what the market's like on those. Um, uh, I have not seen the Disney Plus specials. Darren has. Darren has seen all three. Uh, I was uh, Darren wrote a piece on Patreon uh, for us after the first one, and then he had a long Twitter thread about the third one. Um, you guys aren't Doctor Who, Doctor Whovies, are you? Doctor Who? Sort of. My, my fiance got really, really heavy into it. She, like she did like super long rewatches of like the current season all the way back to uh, season one. Okay. Not like none of the old black and white stuff. But um, I've, I've gathered an osmosis from it. So I kind of know what's going on and I am super excited for uh, Kuti Gatwa's uh, chance to go do mm-hmm. it. So like, cause I've, I've, I became a big fan of him from Sex Education cause I freaking love that show. It's probably the best thing Netflix has released in a long time. Uh, besides Boy Samurai, go watch it. Um, so I I will probably be watching as much Doctor Who as I can once he starts proper, which I think is like now, right? Like from what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think this was a lead into him, but like I don't know when. I don't think it starts here until next year. I don't. I don't know how. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll probably actually my, start watching. Uh, I think after my interactions with that fan base, I was immediately turned off from it. Of like, nope. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> I got, uh, have I got news for you? If uh, if a toxic fan base is going to turn you off from art, you shouldn't be. Oh, no. I, I got some bad news for Star Wars. I got some bad news for Lord of the Rings. I don't, I don't like the Matrix anymore. I don't like the Lord of the Rings anymore. I don't like Star Wars anymore. I don't like Halo like Toy Story though. anymore. Halo. I don't like Halo anymore. <laughs> there's, a, there's a toxic Toy Story fan base? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. There's got to be. Huh. Yeah. Everyone Fucking puts on 80s. the Woody hoodies and gets really angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woody hoodies. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, no, uh, sorry, we're we're the wrong people for um, Doctor Who hot takes at least on these last three episodes. Uh, however, uh, looking forward into 2024, um, uh, I'm I'm sure that there will be the possibility of weekly live series with uh, featuring Darren. We'll have pl- he'll have plenty of thoughts on Doctor Who. Yes. Sometimes I get afraid when I'm saying stuff that I shouldn't be saying it, but I'm like that's fine. We could say, we could say Darren, Darren will be back. You, you know, when I say it, you guys yell at me, but if you say it, you know, no big deal. I won't yell at you. The things Lingering. they say are very different, though. That's true. No. I do like he, little hints. He I don't put any pen to paper except for when I say Casey and I, as God is our witness, have to play Metal Gear Solid Five next year. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I said that. <laughs> Uh, and then Abdel Corrales, thank you so much for the dono. Great to see you back. Uh, glad to give you money so you can have more people and make them play cool games like Phantom Pain. Uh, and Adventure is Nigh. We got the rights back to it. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. The, honestly, the, the, the biggest news of today. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Adventure is Nigh is back. Win. The adventure will continue. Yeah, we're I'm remastering so seasons one and two, which I'm really excited about because I want to see that pilot episode as it was meant to be seen. <laughs> uh, Full on animated Jeremy Good Six. 
Uh, <laughs> All the gyrations. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and so, yeah, season three, we, we will uh, we will be airing the season, the, the, the remainder of season three. However, we're going to start by uh, re-airing every episode of season three. Um, so expect um, the new episodes sometime in the new year. See, yeah. nice and vague. And uh, re- recap for those of you for season one and two tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That was narrated by Frost himself. Yeah, that was a good one. You know what? I did some. I did a couple, couple punch ups. What? A couple goofs. A couple speaking, goofs speaking of adventures, now, now that we have to fund the entire production by ourselves, go join Patreon. Please go <laughs> and super chat. Please, please and thank you. <laughs> shit's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive as shit. Uh, uh, buy, buy, buy the merch. Super the chat and just be great. Be, be like, tell your parents, tell you, like, put something like under their doors and be like, hey, you should join this Patreon. Even if yeah, this honestly, on. like, that part, the tell your parents part, is probably the most exciting part about this. Like, Adventures Night is a great show, and not enough people were watching it. Like, I love the people yeah. who watched it because they fell in love like immediately. But, like, with this sort of new beginning, so many more people are likely to tune in. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exciting. There's gonna be a whole new audience that's like, I didn't know you guys did this. This is yeah. fucking cool. Right. Yeah, everything yeah. we put up now is I didn't know you guys did this. This is fucking cool. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the cool club. Um, yeah, that's very exciting. And then Irish Zombie, five Australian dollars. Good to see you, Irish Zombie. Please add captions to Adventures Night. Do we not have captions? Season season three already was having captions. Yeah, we yeah. started doing that. So the remasters will more I than likely they will have follow captions. that tradition. Yeah. Ooh, you almost did a Nick. Yeah, real quick because I realized more, I'm not the one who does that. Therefore, yeah, I think it's safe to say more. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Irish zombie for you, yes. And the blue virgin, mm. two pound dono. Good to see you, bud. Uh, uh, Nick jumping on the remaster bandwagon. Listen, <laughs> if it's anything like the Resident Evil 4 remaster or or uh, Dead Space remake, then it's fine. Yeah, yeah we're let's not just saying that it we're is. not just upping the resolution. We're adding new art and animation, so it'll be like rewatching those episodes for the first oh. time again. When Boom. Nintendo does it, you roll your eyes, but when we do it, it's perfectly fine. Give us money. It costs them zero dollars to watch it. I didn't really. I don't know why I went to bat for Nintendo, wow. not us. There. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's the worst thing somebody said on this entire show. My allegiances uh, were not in the right place. (laughs) Also, uh, Eric uh, pointed out that Suica Game is currently on a free trial on Switch. So if you don't have $3, go download Suica Game. Everybody, go now. Go now. now. Because if you... If you happen to have given your three dollars to us, now is the best time to go and find a place we could get. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I forgot George Lucas is in chat, so I can do an unboxing while we're on stream. Is it a Star Wars thing? It is a Star Wars thing. Should I keep? Should I start talking about E three, or is this all about mm, the Star Wars? The thing? Mandalorian oh! seasons in four K on disc. Ooh, those are pretty steel steel case. Yeah, those are good looking. I love yeah. steel cases. I do you absolutely love. I can beat people over the head with them. I mean, put that's, them on my shelf. That's not why you're supposed to get steel cases. <laughs> that's what steel toe boots are for. Do you think you could melt them down and get, uh, uh, not Kevlar. What is his armor called? Merkin, Merkin armor? Oh, Merkin armor? <laughs> it fell out of my brain as soon as you forgot what it was called. I said Kevlar. Bes- it's not Bes- Kevlar. Baskar. Baskar. I was going to say Bespin. Baskar is, is melted down, uh, <laughs> um, all i want all i want though is for them to do the andor steel case and the ahsoka steel case mandalorian i was like eh. but you know but you I just bought them it was crisp it was my christmas gift to myself that's fair Happy, everybody that's gets fair. one everyone gets one you probably bought, well, I bought two 
Everybody gets one. Nick gets two. And Volta Domar, greatest two dollars ever donated. Casey's very handsome. Oh, thank you. That's the nicest one to ever read. Thank you so much. Amazing. My fiance is going to look at that sideways, but thank you. Just see her fling the door open and pull you out of the chair. No. What's going on in Going from someone who's full of life to something that is full of death. Uh, rest in peace, sweet child, E3. It is no more. Uh, the ESA, the the company that uh, uh, put on E3 for so many years, uh, tweeted out, after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, definitely not true, uh, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. Um, this writing had been on the wall um, even before COVID. E3 as the giant games festival um, seemed like it peaked uh Maybe like six years ago or so. Um, and Definitely then when peaked he... at 2019 when uh, we got the God of War concert in person. Uh, that was in 2019 because God of War came out in 2018. Yeah. Wasn't there, ago. like I saw an article that said that there was an E3 where all three big uh, publishers like Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony all unveiled new consoles at the same E3. What year was that? Pretty cool one. It would have been a 360. Yeah, it might have been might have been 360 PS3 Wii, something like that. Yeah, because the Switch wasn't revealed at the same time as the Xbox. The Switch wasn't at E3. Um, yeah. But then, yeah. yeah, we also, I remember a specific Sony, uh, Sony showcase where they revealed Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, showed that The Last Guardian was real and existed, <laughs> and yeah. Shenmue 3. And, like, those were three, like, these are never going to happen things. Um, and so, yeah, even, like, as for as... as uh, much as Summer Game Fest and Jeff Keighley's various things have um, tried to take the place of that sort of excitement, like it feels like the democratization of uh, what publishers and developers do to show their games off, whether it be Nintendo Directs or just a ton of different people doing their own showcases throughout the years, or you know, uh, Ubisoft doesn't have a follow a calendar anymore. PlayStation will do state of plays and stuff. Um, like gone are the days of the centralized once a year. This is when all the crazy stuff gets revealed. Um, there's something a little sad about that as like a kid who yeah, grew sure. up, like those were the exciting moments for me. Um, were like, I remember going to my like computer lab in college, my freshman year and like trying to like download videos on whatever internet mm-hmm. I would have had in like 2005 or whatever. That wasn't like the best internet. Uh, and then even covering it, I remember how exciting it was. So, um, it's 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 a bummer. I think it's a yeah. net negative. It's going away. Yeah, it it, it definitely sucks. Like it, it makes sense why it kind of fizzled out. Um, I actually wrote back on the Escapist a thing in 2020 when COVID canceled it that that was basically the death knell. Like they had a chance of maybe recouping and turning it into something else, but th- those COVID setbacks essentially stopped it from happening. Because like now everybody is just going to do this from home and they're going to figure out we saved a shit ton of money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, the ESA wasn't helping themselves with um, between publishers pulling out of the show, them ostensibly doxing attendees, (laughs) like unintentionally doxing attendees uh, by not uh, by not uh, protecting their their information and anything. Uh, Yeah, the writing was on the wall for a while. Uh, IGN put up a pretty good piece sort of um, digging into a bunch of stuff of the whys and everything. Um, But the other thing is like, so... Does Jeff Keighley have too much power now in the games industry? I know 
he goes away if we stop looking at him. But we can't. But can't. We can't. <laughs> like, he owns the summer and he owns the winter, and those are two of the big four seasons. I and think, uh, yeah, I mean, my, as somebody that, like, put on our own indie showcase and, like, know kind of, knows kind of what goes into making a showcase like that, I, I just find his show's boring like if he didn't have the trailers like what reason would you have to watch his showcases and i think that's why he has the trailers <laughs> well yeah because yeah, he's the only option and like you know read read pop tried to come in and you know run e3 and and failed miserably at it and you know now they're yeah, didn't they so just like not do it like they, they, they brought they them in as partners and then they just decided they weren't gonna do it they just yeah they didn't i don't know what happened there they just didn't get anything done but uh yeah they uh you know, now now Repop's selling off all their gaming sites. And so, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe more centralized events is the path forward. You know, the PAX isn't all that, but even PAX is kind of outdated at this point for a lot of people. So, you know, I, I don't know what it looks like. I, and, like, yeah, I've made my my uh, ambition known that, like, I would love to be the forerunner of, like, a a, a Midwest gaming event, you know, that we could do a showcase for and panels and developer talks and all that. but. Um, you know, I'm sure there's other people with those ideas too, but I think they just need to modernize these game events like E3. Even if it stuck around, you know, once they started bringing in consumers into the event, now it was like, oh, you're standing in line to play a 15 minute demo of Breath of the Wild for two hours. Like, that's mm -hmm. not fun for anybody. That's not interesting for anybody. And even E3 didn't really have any developer talks or panels to go to. It was just kind of these big lavish booths that nobody gave a shit about. Because they just wanted to go play the game anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, like so. that's that's. I think that's part of the disconnect is that when when you had to be there physically, there was a mystique from everyone who wasn't there. Like the people who got to go, like they're having a good time and stuff. But like the information that they provide and the story that they tell of when they were there to the people who couldn't see it for themselves. Like I remember reading every single uh, E3 issue of like multiple video game magazines that I would. Uh, subscribe to as a kid and just pouring over everything like even if it's stuff i don't care about because it was at e3 because it was new because it was exciting like i needed to know that and like i always wanted to go i wanted to be in that crowd i maybe this is a little elitist of me but like when they were opening up the tickets like oh the public can come to e3 i went like well that kind of defeats the purpose like if you can just buy <laughs> your way into that place it was supposed to be this sort of like secret thing right and so yeah, they never got around to fixing that into to transforming it into uh, basically what Gamescom is, where, yes, there's stuff for consumers and yes, there's stuff for the industry. And now it seems like what you say makes sense that Jeff Keighley kind of has a lot of power because the industry has gravitated over to the award thing and like the trailers have gravitated over to the award thing like sony nintendo microsoft no one wants to go to e3 they can do that at home they cannot stay at home and give themselves an award for best game so like that is the draw that ha gets them to sit there and like the people watch that and so that's kind of the game awards might be the new e3 in all honesty and like i know people are like oh we want it to be about award shows and stuff but like nick said that is kind of the boring part of an award show for like masks i'm not saying i wouldn't watch it but for the mass of people who want to tune into something like they don't want to see just the awards they want to see the trailers and the video games and stuff yeah, yeah and that's what i guess the game or uh, summer game fest is right that's mm -hmm. just like back to 
back to back. Um, and then what, you know, when Microsoft puts on their showcases and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but then like that doesn't incentivize the other publishers to participate. Like Nintendo will do its own thing alongside it. Uh, yeah, Microsoft yeah. might, EA might. But the Game Awards, like, no, AJ Aonuma was in the audience. He wanted to be there in case he won. Like, so like that's the incentive. We could talk for a whole 15 seconds. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, I think. I think like E3 in general, just, you know, the digital age, like, why would I go stand in line for two hours to play a demo that I could possibly download on Steam or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like why? Stuff like Steam Next Fest. That's another great point. Um, and even like Xbox and PlayStation do that thing where it's like demo days where they have a bunch of indie games. Like they, I remember yeah. playing Tunic and Death's Door like months before they came out. And like, that was cool. That's, and that was every, anyone. You just download it at yeah. home. Like you don't have to be fancy. Honestly, like my, like E3 was cool going once by the fifth time I had gone. <laughs> it's not really, it's more like, Oh, this, this hell again. Uh, but like GD GDC that we went to back last March, I actually enjoyed that a lot more because I had a lot more time to spend with the developers. It was more intimate. I felt like I got to actually talk to them and not just get run through a PR mouthpiece, you know? So I, I kind of hope like GDC, at least in San Francisco, like, evolves a bit more to be not just a game developer conference but kind of what e3 was uh you know with the you know the uh closed door sessions and all that that we got to check out previews and all that and report back to our audiences on that but in general like i just i just don't think uh you know for the big publishers i don't really think like an in-person giant event is really worth it to them anymore when you can just put out a g trailer like gta and have 144 million <laughs> views on it yeah, you know, it I makes mean, a lot that, more sense for like indie devs where like people may not ever hear about this game on the Internet, but in a enclosed space in the Midwest and, you know, and in and, and these small group panels and stuff like that, you might learn about a different game that way with a with an audience that's like there to check it out. So I think I don't know. I just think smaller, more personal events are the way to go forward and like, yeah, like the big lavish events like, yeah, but at the Game Awards and whatever that ends up being after all the criticism this year and you know, I was listening to you guys talk on uh Monday about like the game awards, like nobody cares about the awards. And like, I kept saying in chat, like nobody cares about the awards because the game awards doesn't care about the awards. <laughs> like they no, haven't no made on... I don't think anyone, I, I don't think majority of people care about the awards, which I, no, I don't think, well, GDC yeah. and dice exist. And a lot of people, those are, they're so, we don't come they're, yeah, they're so dry though. Like there's no story about the developers or the sizzle reels or anything to like, so a bunch of wet you... awards? What? You want a bunch of wet awards? Those other ones are too dry. Yeah. Well, more pool party. The award pool party. The lubrication, if you were. Yeah. Is the trailers like that? Like all that stuff is dry. Like you can put as I think you can much. Have both. I mean, you can't have both. And like, I think that's that's what Jeff is doing to the best of his ability, trying to give you both. But like, th it comes with all these caveats that then makes it unpalatable to the people who just care about the award part. Yeah. Well, Jeff, like, again, an award show takes a lot of money to put on. I totally mm. understand that. I think Jeff is much more worried about having the big view numbers than putting on a good show. And but you that's know how what you get those big view all numbers. That's connected. Trailers. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it like an award show like Dice and all that don't care about how many people are watching because they're just there to do the awards. And it's like and an, it's those are industry. mostly for the people there in person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so yeah, like, it's, it's, like, like a, it's like fully different objectives. And like, yeah, like I don't, I don't, 
like there are definite issues with the way the game awards uh was put on especially like the timing stuff for the developers like i agree with all of that but i also feel like folks are being really hard on jeff Keeley. like i don't think he's he's putting this on with the intent to like make money or to monetize like i think he does care about showcasing this thing but like there's this weird deal with the devil you have to make to make it as big and prestigious as he wants it to be like if he he's chasing like the oscars in style and that's that's a personal thing like he feels like that's the thing that he needs to do in order to make it valid um but he's the only one who's managed to get it this far and i gotta give him props for that like he's making the deals he needs to do and he's doing the thing he needs to do to make it big it is the premier award show in the industry and it's because of how he's managed to do it. And I, I know that there are things wrong with it. He's taking that feedback, I feel like. Hopefully he can improve it in the future. But like, no one's ever going to be happy because it's the internet. And because people want 100 different things from it. Right. Yeah. My well, version of that perfect show is probably different than your two versions of the perfect show. Yeah. I, the, only, the only thing I want, you know, like, and I know we've kind of gone off topic here, uh, but like, the only thing I want from the Game Awards is to not be like, make it feel about jeff like having the muppets on stage and <laughs> yeah that, that minute, stuff is a little <laughs> a 10 minute kojima thing for a trailer that did what? nothing and first off it didn't do nothing because I, we saw the letters in that man's mouth yeah, and it yeah. might be a silent hill thing even though sure. it's not i'm just saying but i think like you know just it, it it's, it's become more and more feeling like self-indulgent to what jeff yeah, is interested I, in i see that and that. not and not like because it, it rubs me the wrong way when he comes out on stage at the at the start of the show and like you know we respect the developers we love them love them by the way here's your game of the year where get the fuck off stage <laughs> like <laughs> uh, genuine question that sounds like a goof if you had Keeley power and you put on that show and you could put you could like do a Muppet esque thing with anything you were really passionate about like what would you use your power for if you could use your power for a very selfish reason to have a skit that is ostensibly just for you. <laughs> it's not for like anyone thing, in the audience. Yeah, just a thing you've always wanted to do. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. I feel like I just want to do something that doesn't get the audience pissed off at me. Oh, but if you had that power, if it was anything I mean, you wanted, if I it could be like Marty, you could reunite the nineteen ninety six Chicago Bulls starting lineup, including <laughs> Dennis Rodman and Luke Longley. And I'm like, Yes. Get him right, out of here. Yeah, you're just uh, gonna do right. it. I would just sit on the middle of the stage and look at Phil Spencer in the eyes and say, Where the fuck? Is Viva Pinata three? You coward! <laughs> you just wouldn't break eye contact. I just would not break contact and say, "Okay, dude, you got it. I'll bring it to the Game Awards next year." Like, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, get out of here! Get off my stage! <laughs> I probably uh, figure out a way to do karaoke with uh, Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing them out for Rock Band One. Oh, right, rock just... band? No, this is just Rock Band One. <laughs> like you all are gonna sit here and watch me perform <laughs> look i think i think we have the audience now that we could get phil spencer onto this podcast and be like bro i thought you were gonna see Cody and cambria bro where's viva pinata like, <laughs> I, I just need to know i don't like everwild has a bunch of the same letters as viva pinata why aren't you making that instead oh have you been conspiracy pilled by everwild and viva pinata <laughs> like me and no. me and od <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you invite Anthony Mackie? No. I mean, he, could, he could come. He's not getting on stage, though. Okay. He could, like, he could buy a ticket, general admission. <laughs> yes. Well, he got the funds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got Marvel money. He's fine. Uh, before uh, we move on to our next topics, uh, Space Cowboy with a $10 dono. Thank you so much, Space Cowboy. Been loving the content everyone's pumping out over the last few weeks. Give my shout out to the rest of the crew. 
uh, Space Co- uh, Cowboy Coast to Coast. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Good yeah, job, crew. Been, I don't know. I don't know if I heard that. They live in Nick's basement, apparently. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Are you in a basement? Are you ground flooring? Yeah. You tell us more floor of the house? You just said, yeah. I, I said mean, I'm, I'm on the ground, but it's not below the ground. It's on yeah, the, the ground. The basement and the ground floor are two different things, right? Yeah. Like, are you street level or are you in a basement? It depends on which side of the house you're on. The fuck? How many you live on a hill? <laughs> are you a hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this office is below ground, but my basement is a walkout. So technically, I'm like half and half. Huh. Got a fucking proud foot over here. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Dower Dodger, thank you so much for a $5 dono. Marty would use that power to bring Suika Chan to the world on set. Could you imagine live action Suika? First off, why isn't that like a game Steph Curry hosts on ABC during the off season? Dropping a bunch of fruit on like a Plinko board? Could you imagine that? We need to, uh, we need to teach Eric how to avoid people. Eric, don't, don't learn how to avoid people. <laughs> Voiding people is very bad. It's very rude and it's unconstitutional, if I'm going to be honest. First, yeah. second, third Geneva amendment. Convention. Oh. Several of the Geneva Conventions. Those are two different constitutions. <laughs> it's on both of them. Yeah, they're all they're all interlinked. If you break one of them, you break all of them. And uh, King Dead with a two dollar donut. Thank you so much. Invite Anthony Mackey to play and play him off stage immediately. Have it have it be like your uh, Matt Damon to to Jimmy maybe, Kimmel. Maybe or... that's who he was telling to shut up. Like people were like, get off the stage. Like, no, you shut up. <laughs> I don't think anyone was talking to him. <laughs> I think some people nah. were talking. Do you think even Kojima got excited for Anthony Mackie? Absolutely not. Kojima's like, not, who the hell is that's this? The, that's not the one celebrity. And Timothy Chalamet were there. Yeah, like <laughs> Anthony Mackie would have got excited for meeting Kojima, but not the other way around. And I bet Kojima was trying to get. Uh, he was trying to get uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey into his soul sucker. That yeah, like they like, they weren't like close to each other at all, right? He's probably hunting them down. No, because he already got PL and he got Timothy Chalamet right beforehand when Timothy Chalamet was in Japan. He visited. Uh, Zoe, thank you so much again. Killed it with subs. Killed it with kindness. Uh, we really appreciate it. And thank then uh, Amy with a five dollar dono. Thank you so much, Amy. Viva Pinata would be a perfect fit for the current cozy game trend, and I have no idea why it hasn't come back yet. Get on that, Phil. Agreed. Yeah, my I do, my I do. ugly business corporate guy is like, that's the perfect games as a service game, and nobody's doing it yet. I'm ready to be consulted, Microsoft. Oh, you're like, I mean, he could job. probably just steal his idea for free. <laughs> you just, I mean, you think, I'm sure someone has had that idea, right? No, no, nobody's no. smarter than me. No one's. Oh, that's true. Than I forgot about that. Exactly. Well, Ken Jennings. It's KC agreed with me, so this <laughs> is two on one, Marty. You're out. And Jennings? Who's Mark that? Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray? I don't know what that is. Is he like weirdly smart? Dolph yeah, Lundgren. Yeah, he's on Celebrity Jeopardy. Dolph Lundgren, he's like a super scientist. Yeah, he's like he's a secret several... secret genius. Genius. Yeah. Secret <laughs> genius. genius. <laughs> uh, we'll go over the next thing really quick because I'm the only one who gives a shit about this. But uh, in very exciting news, uh, a new Sonic the Hedgehog 2 uh, level, and a level that was never put in the game, but it was uh, partly made, uh, was revealed uh, via the folks at uh, Video Game uh, Historical Foundation, which is, uh, they're also like, so this is this preservation society that uh, they do a couple cool things. If you guys have ever, I, I talk about this a lot. I do a monthly subscription where I get an old video game magazine from them. And it's like part of like the money goes to them. And then they send an old video ma- game magazine from their archives. A game pro with Qui-Gon Jinn on the cover. <laughs> Neat. Qui-Gon come from. We got previews of Final Fantasy VIII and Dino Crisis in this magazine. So more about that head injury thing. But um, yeah, they are, uh, they've, they've sort of relaunched their YouTube channel. And uh, they have a couple cool things. They're going to be doing these docs on uh, things they have found and unearthed from old games, like the aforementioned uh, 
uh, Sonic thing that I put in there, but uh, they also have uh, sort of talked about what their preservation online system is going to look like. I put the YouTube link in there, and they are um, digitizing pretty much every video game magazine ever made in history, as well as all supplementary material they can get their hands on, as well as all development and designer docs. And they're creating a database to where you can explore. You could just consume all of this for free. So they are like, they are like gathering design docs of old games from like the nineties and the aughts digitizing them. uh, And, and they're going to be available in this like ostensibly, it's like a combination of Wikipedia and IMDB, but for video game history. So you could be like, (laughs) That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, so you could be like uh, Kingsfield One, and then see the like clearest like Kingsfield One like scans that were sent to magazines on CD back in the day that have never been seen at this resolution, like that kind of things, like that kind of crazy minutia. And uh, for anyone in the uh, audience who like nerds out on that kind of stuff, like I do, um, it's like a really cool group that really gives a shit about like preserving. All every corner of video game history, um, in in a really cool way that, that I appreciate, especially in an age where you know we talk about the fact that uh, uh, video game preservation is kind of impossible now, and games are just going away, and all first parties are doing it, and Sony's just like, oh, by the way, if you owned uh, these movies on PlayStation, you're not gonna anymore. Sorry, <laughs> like that kind of stuff, like fucking sucks, and servers getting shut down, and games just being overwritten yeah like overwatch one isn't a thing anymore (laughs) yeah and like even the pt uh, bringing up silent hills and pt before Mm. just konami being like no you can't have it anymore like it sucks that that the genuine history and culture gets gets pulled out of society and so um it's really cool to me that um there's there's folks out there that literally dedicating their lives to um not only preserving that in a way like there are some collectors who are it'll be like oh there's a one-of-a-kind game that went on auction and they got the only copy and you're like oh this is never leaving their collection like everything this group gets they want to their goal is to make it public if they get playable builds of games they want to make them public if they get uh any uh, like their entire magazine archive they want to make public um hmm. so i don't know that's that's really cool i feel like it's uh part and parcel of like Nick, your passion for, for um, documentaries and sort of telling the, the modern stories of these games and the people who make them. Uh, like I, I love that, that so many people do that really well, us included. Um, but I also love the people who are looking back and being like, well, we were really shit at that 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And so our goal is going to be to try to, I don't know, like archeologists, I guess, um, kind of unearth that and, and, um, sift through it and, and present it to the audience in an understandable way. That shit that actually truly belonged in a museum. Literally, it's like Indiana Jones <laughs> being like, "This belongs in a museum." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that stuff, uh, that stuff, I, I think is really cool. They're not like fully launching their kind of online database until next year, uh, but that video I linked to earlier um, does a great job of like showing what this might be, and it's um, I don't know, it's just really, it's, it's really exciting. I just <laughs> like that. that you know, when we talk about why aren't we taking video games seriously? Like, this is how art gets taken seriously. There's art historians, you know. There yeah, is, uh, does Jeff Keighley have anything to do with this? He does. Uh, as of now, no. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, we got to track down the Muppets game on the Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that was just kind of my cool um, random ass uh, find of uh, the week. Uh, but before we go into our main topic that Nick's going to have quite a bit to talk about, uh, Mr. Phoenix Pro. 
$5 dono. The Game Awards needs a technical award, best game engine or innovation of the year. Yeah, those both sound great. The I game engine one might, might not be, make as much sense as you think it does, but yeah. innovation, I think, is a good yeah, category. Yeah, best mechanic of the year would be cool. Yeah, like just like, what's, what's this cool quirk that a game has introduced that we didn't see before? Like, that'd be really cool. I uh, I like half-assedly like put out my you know I was giving my thoughts on the game awards and all that and was like eh, you know maybe ne- maybe next year we'll do our own like little award show because uh, you know uh, Cleef Adams is doing the Spawnies and stuff like that and you know if he's listening to this podcast reach out like happy to help you promote that thing um, but doing our own you know award show for indies or something like that that would be kind of kind of neat you know just with our with Yahtzee on board and everything, but and then a bunch of people like DM me like, make this happen. I was like, uh, I don't have time right now, but maybe someday. There you go. That's a future, that's a future yeah. problem. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Phoenix Pro, thank you so much um, for the dono. Dower Dodger, again with $5. Thank you, Dower Dodger. Nick, be the change you want to see by acquiring the Viva Pinata IP and developing it. I can't make a game. I, I mean, I could try. No, you can make a game. Right click. How hard could it be? Left click put some pinatas in there yeah yeah pretty easy seems easy just steal another game just flip put some viva pinata on top of it who's gonna tell you you mean like an asset flip some sort oh, no. of like a, some is, sort of that, is, is this a transition happening you know what Goddamn right it will <laughs> good flip um if you guys the the big story of the past week or so uh has been the very sudden rise and fall of uh, the day before a, a post-apocalyptic shared world massively multiplayer survival RPG uh, that launched on Thursday died on Monday <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no and, <laughs> and now uh, the, the developers are, are trying to like wipe all trace of the crime uh of the internet uh nick you've been following the story for a long time uh what, what what's going on here <clears throat> what's the rundown uh yeah so day before announced in like january of 2021 which sure felt like a lot longer ago than that but i guess that was during the pandemic <laughs> uh with yeah. a trailer that was on ign that just looked uh really you know for the lack of a better word at least technically incredible but uh most generic looking game I had ever seen at the time already. And like, I didn't understand. I knew people always like, why are people hyped about this? Like, cause it's zombies and it's open world and it's vehicles. Like that's your three keys to success in the games industry, apparently for a lot of people Uh, that also can never finish those games. You would think like with the amount of zombie games out there, they would some at some point finish them, but they never seem to get finished. Uh, So anyways, that trailer comes out. Then another one comes out in April that looks even better somehow. And like, my alarm bells were already going off way back then because like it was scripted as hell, like the Anthem and the division demos. And when you're in the press, you kind of start to notice those red flags a lot more. And, you know, people always come into your comments like, Oh, you know, uh, everybody's hyped about this next big game, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it reminds me of like E3 2021 with the stalker trailer. We, you know, you Casey and I were watching. <laughs> yeah. And I was casting full on doubt that the game looked like that in any way. Yeah. It had one of the most incredible reload animations I'd ever seen. I was like, no way. <laughs> and, uh, Never. Yeah. A bunch of, <laughs> bunch of comments were super angry with me. Like, no, this is real. Like you're just being a hater and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
okay. And then what, like uh, earlier this year, a new trailer comes out. It's like, oh, that looks very downgraded. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Because <laughs> now it's a video game. Um, so anyway, so like the day before, like back then, like I believe never even existed as a game. And, you know, over the years, like they kept delaying it. They kept having all these problems and saying like, oh, we lost the trademark. It's like you didn't secure the trademark for your own game. And uh the big thing was like when people started to catch on to their bullshit when they kept delaying the game and then they released like a gameplay trailer on IGN last year that looked nothing like the game that they had previously shown, like significant downgrades. It had nothing going on and somehow was still getting hyped all hell. And uh you know, by that point I kind of knew like this thing this thing is not real. There's nothing here. There's no game here. There's nothing here. Uh, didn't know the extent of the asset flips until like that Reddit thread listed it all out. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, Frost and I were playing the game. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I recognize most of these assets, <laughs> mm. uh, including all the a- usage of AI text and like statements that make no sense. And like, there was some I don't, really good ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Jim Borgers. Yeah, there's a hamburgers place. Uh, yeah, like all these weird names. Like there's a there's a Wendy's location in the game that's like Wendigos. Or something like that. And then it's got like the Wendy's logo. I'm like, there's that's absolutely AI created. Oh, <laughs> Rockstar can make a parody restaurant called Wendigo's and everyone <laughs> loves them and it sells 150 million copies, but yeah. it's mm. sick does it and everyone's mad at them. So yeah, how do you how do you pronounce that? I think it's just fantastic, but I refuse. If they're not gonna if they're not my brain gonna, won't let me say it like that. If mm. they're fantastic. not gonna put the money down for the extra A. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, the, the story, yeah, the story actually goes deeper than just the day before. So uh, Frost, Frost is working on a cold take on this. So you'll get like, you know, a really good in-depth video on this uh, next week, actually. But um, going back, like there's a game called The Wild Eight, which ran a Kickstarter years ago. And it raised $60,000 and it was under a studio called Eight Points. Well, when we were doing our digging, it turns out eight points is fantastic. And when they released the Wild Eight on Steam in early access, they also abandoned that game. And then Hype Train Digital, which is a game publisher, picked it up and finished it. And so hmm. eight points be- had already had a history of abandoning games and just not doing anything with them and became fantastic. And that's why everybody was like, oh, they're changing their name to eight points. I'm like, nope, that was their original name. Uh, <laughs> but uh i don't know like this thing this thing rubbed me in all the wrong ways which is why like on twitter i was just blasting the fuck out of this because like they weaponized that hype in a way that like made just absolutely sick and like nobody like seemed to kept they were weaponizing the audience and like against the media saying like don't call us scammers and we're real legit blah 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 they were like feel bad for us because we put our blood sweat and tears in this project that doesn't exist and then i did a report earlier this year in march where like I looked into the company because like IGN specifically like would take their statements on Twitter or whatever statement they sent them and kind of publish it on critically. And I was like, some of this reads weird. Like they're calling themselves, they're supposedly funded by one of the biggest mobile publishers in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I went and looked up my Tona and I went and looked up, I did some journalism and I looked up their financial data and it's like, they have two mobile games that have made money and that's it. And they're like clicker bullshit ad ridden mobile games that have and like their revenue for the year was like a reported forty two million dollars. Crushed it. And yeah, this this fantastic company is, you know, claiming they're building the most anticipated game that has ever been on Steam and blah blah blah. And it's well, just I mean, what a that's what it was, right? Like people were clicking wish lists for it, so it became the most anticipated game mm-hmm. on Steam. 
because of the the BS uh, trailer that they released. Yep, it's just watching watching that all happen in real time over the last like three years, and I'm like, how are people falling for this again? Like the scripted trailer from Anthem and Division didn't like tell people like these things shouldn't be trusted anymore, and like, and then they yell. <laughs> You know, everybody's like, I'm never going to get fooled again by those scripted trailers. Ooh, pretty thing. Stalker 2. <laughs> like, it was it was weird. Like, I don't know what happened that IGN showcased this. Like, maybe it was just a happenstance. Like, maybe they get a lot of trailers, some from, like, indie, some from, like, big companies, whatever, and they just put them out. And that one in particular sparked something in terms of just views. And so from it's that point forward... Views. Yeah, anytime they had something to say, IGN was like, all right, well, this did really well the last time, we'll put it up. But like, it almost, and I know that it's not, but to the general public, it sort of feels like an endorsement when a site that big and credible is just showing you this big, polished, upcoming video game trailer. It does seem like a more real thing when it's coming from them. And for them to have kind of, from what I could tell, no scrutiny on it. And I, I cannot say this for sure. Like, I don't, I don't know if there were any reports that they did themselves that had any scru- scrutiny towards uh, what was going on with that studio. So like, it just remains hidden from the, the pockets. Yeah. No, there, there wasn't like, and that's why I ended up reading the report because like everybody kept covering, I, I couldn't believe it. Like when the mm-hmm. day before, when that, that third gameplay trailer or fourth, whatever, what gameplay trailer it was. And the game clearly was not the game they were advertising. And people just posted it uncritically. Like I was kind of shocked because I'm like, this game is so clearly bullshit. And like people are still covering it and not questioning or come like reaching out to these developers. Like, who are these people? Like, who is this Eduardo mm-hmm. guy running it? And so like the only journalism report I found on it was from Dean Taka- Takahashi, who uh, everybody rags on for the Cuphead demo thing that he couldn't play Cuphead. But he was oh, the only was one. Him? Oh, sad. Yeah, but he was the only one that <laughs> he's ever. A reporter. He's not... Yeah, yeah. He no, kinda... He's a reporter. But he was the only one that ever reached out to my Tona and interviewed the guys running that. And then that's when I finally decided to do the report. Cause like their whole thing was like, yeah, we're going to do the, you know, the, the metaverse thing and all this other bullshit. And I'm like, you're funding the day before you're funding a metaverse. You have two mobile games that make you money. Like, where is this money come from, coming from? Like where? Yeah. This seems like who are, laundering. yeah. Who are these developers <laughs> and stuff? And then you dig deeper and it's like, Oh, like fant- fantastic is, a sub brand of my Tona, which they haven't disclosed. And so like the statement they put out when the, uh, they're like, we're going to re uh, fantastic shut down. Their statement was like, yeah, we're going to use any money. We, we got to pay off our debts. And I was like, wait, you're owned by my Tona. Your debts are going to yourselves. <laughs> like, you know, I, I haven't been able to prove that yet. Cause like, you can't find anything on their records really, but uh, it's just a really weird situation. And like, you know, like, Again, it's not this isn't an indictment on anybody that works um, at IGN, but mm-hmm. like most noticeably recently, like they have been posting a lot of those like really god awful mobile game trailers and like hyping them up. As like official trailer, official gameplay trailers for, you know, bullshit mobile games, too. And so I'm sure that's a higher up decision. Like we need the views and we need the money. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not again, I'm not like indicting anybody on IGN for that. Um, play devil's advocate this is the world's <laughs> number one dokubi podcast and <laughs> yeah. like if you take what we do out of context of that game sure none of us think that game is real none of us think that game will ever come out or be good but it's nice <laughs> to be excited sometimes it, 
Sure. Like, well, that's the thing. They weren't even excited about the day before. But I just couldn't believe, like, the thing that weirded me out over the day before, one being IGN um, clearly has reporters that have dug into working conditions and all that kind of stuff. And, like, the, when the whole volunteer thing came out for this day before game, first of all, it was the most anticipated game on Steam and, like, clearly search traffic behind it. So, like... The fact I, I was weirded out by the fact that nobody did reporting on like that. And that's where the, my big red flag, we're gonna, at least with IGN, was like they got statements back from Fantastic on their use of the word volunteer mm. and like just posted their statements uncritically. Like it was a news story. And I'm like, well, wait, wait a second. <laughs> like this industry rags on anybody using volunteer work and not paying them. And now we're talking about potentially a massive triple a studio whatever it is making this day before game and like we're just going to take them at their word that weirded me out uh the other thing that has weirded me out the entire time and especially now is nvidia the amount of promotion that they did for the day before and it was something i hadn't really thought about like i guess nvidia just doesn't vet the games they're doing they're promoting because i i trusted their vetting before but after like pushing the day before as much as they did i don't now like what what reason like yeah when you actually think about it what reason would they have to care whether the game is good or not right it's like will will this help us sell people on downloading our shit i don't know it's why cnn and msnbc and uh so-called liberal news media organizations cover trump ad nauseum yeah i mean yeah and and then and then they turn around and go why did he win the election (laughs) an endless cycle of we cover it because you fucking watch it well i fucking Mm. watch it because it like it is um uh chicken and the egg yeah but but nvidia like putting their like putting their brand name behind that game and also like highlighting it as an rtx on game is like directly marketing their software within that game and that kind of blew my mind (laughs) it's like wait a second this game clearly doesn't exist and like you're willing to put your name behind it that was it's different like that's different than ign just posting a trailer you know we don't we like it's not like we vet every game we cover um indefinitely but i don't know the day before was trailer such a cool and you post it there's that game mouse that trailer mm-hmm. looks fucking cool and everyone's posting it because it's like do you have you seen that trailer uh casey yes uh, mouse yes, yes. is if one of you guys can one of you guys maybe search for it and put it in there in the uh, chat. Uh, mouse uh is a first person shooter it's not coming out till like 2025 it was revealed last year so it's not coming out for a while um but uh its art style looks like a first person like cup heady rub, rubber hose is that what they call that animation like the rubber hose arms uh sort of like old i don't know cartoon. if that's what they call it but rubber hose <laughs> arms yeah rubber hose arms yeah someone's got this can't be hbd again which let me tell you <laughs> history was on my side of hbd hbd is real fucking lames don't know it <laughs> but all the cool kids know about hbd um but yeah mouse is a game that looks really cool that um uh yeah casey thank you so much rubber hose thank you frost Look at that, a rubber hose boy. <laughs> me and Frost, me and Frost. We go rubber hosing on the weekends. Nice. Um, but yeah, this is a game that like its trailer looks really cool. Everyone's posting it. No one's saying anything about these developers. So I, at the very, this might be a fake thing. But as of right now, it feels like at until a certain point, getting excited about a trailer is harmless. The mm-hmm. harm starts coming in when endorsement, like, and like you said, a lack of pushback against facts that that don't pass the sniff test and when it starts getting uh prominent 
uh, positioning in stuff like Nvidia uh, or or showcases and everything, and that's when uh, that's when stuff starts uh, getting a little getting a little iffy. Even, you think there will be a Oh, sorry. Even, well, even being at the top of like Steam's most anticipated list, like if a game is at that top of your most anticipated list, most sites are covering it at this point. Yeah, and again, that's the feedback loop, right? So, it's well, like... yeah, and the reason I bring that up too is because like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna sound petty as fuck, but I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> once this game fell apart, and you know, like I, as I reported on this in real time, which I actually got a lot of credit for along a lot of sites, which I was uh, kind of surprised by. Um, but also like a bunch of journalists that I know had never covered it in that way. were like, I knew this was a scam. I knew this was a scam all along. It's like, then why the fuck didn't you report on it? <laughs> Could have saved, I don't know, 400,000 copies being sold if everybody had raised the alarm on this thing. Because it, it it's made a- you got more people watching when you were part of the hype train, like at that level, I mean, like not like journalists, but a lot of like YouTubers slash influencers. Like we we were peeking in on a certain very mega famous YouTuber who was also streaming uh, the day before. And he was straight up lying to people. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying like, oh, I, this, this is okay, this is good. Like I'm, I'm liking it. Full on BS and his thousands of viewers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like that's, that's a whole different game. Uh, we, we had one comment on a community tab when we promoted the stream like why are you promoting this game I was like i literally put in the fucking description that the game lo- soft locked me in the first minute <laughs> like i don't think that's a promotion that you think it is yeah and if everyone's talking about it just i don't know there is the like don't give it any uh <laughs> disrespect it's just depressed case. <laughs> <laughs> um there is the the mindset of don't give it any oxygen and extinguish mm. the flame because like your oxygen is precious and save it for things that matter. Uh, but then at the same thing, it's always like, well, it's fucking December and this was the big thing of the day. And so we're probably, everyone's going to talk about this. And this is like, Nick, you had a personal connection to the game because it became your joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened. Just, um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, it, it was just kind of funny watching that in real time after mm. all the hoopla over Anthem scripted demo and all the division demo and like any demo that's like overly scripted rings the alarm bells for everybody. But then this day before a thing comes out, I was like, yeah, that's real. That's absolutely real. When it clearly like completely lifted the Last of Us's logo, it completely lifted the Last of Us's gameplay. It lifted up. I'm pretty damn sure it like stole the assets from Mudrunner. <laughs> like. It's just wild, wild to me that this it's just a it's, cool like it's, it's a crazy story. Game big is the reason we're talking about it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We didn't get like Kong was a, a passing goof. Uh even that fucking Last of Us Switch game that Chris did a video for right. over at the Olympus was a passing goof. Uh and again, game preservation, they took it off the Switch eShop, no way to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so a video game historical uh foundation, please uh get our games back. Save it. Please yeah. Save it. Um, so I guess is that the thing with you, Nick? Is like once something kind of uh, gains a momentum of its own, and like you said, getting gets to the top of Steam charts, that's when it's like, all right, due diligence needs to be done at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially with the day before. I mean, like, yeah, you, you hit the most anticipated thing, and you're weaponizing that to make people believe you're a real product, and like, you know, that that fucking goofy ass statement they put out two days before release, like. Everybody that's backed us for the last five years, this game is for you. We made this for you. We blood, sw- blood, sweat, and tears into making this amazing yeah. game that 
fucking that's real shitty the yeah. developers could like a competent developer could have put together overnight <laughs> that was a really good russian accent <laughs> <laughs> we made this for you yeah and like that's that's why like when every even even after it failed like they were like oh fantastic ran out of money and they had to shut down it's like no they fucking sold a scam game that didn't exist <laughs> they have no choice but to shut down everybody's refunding the game i mean to, gonna... to be to be fair it, you are right this was a scam at, if at any point they decided to start telling the truth that would actually make you a liar <laughs> So you, they gotta keep the lie going until they're off to the sunset, and you never. No, hear no, from no, no. I mean, I mean, like the press was covering that they were just they ran out of money and were closing once again, taking their statement mm-hmm. as fact. As, as right, the developer, yeah, as to... like the CEO, is wiping himself from the internet so that he doesn't exist. <laughs> like that dude, that dude, fucking wiped everything. His medium post, his LinkedIn, his Twitter. There's, a, there's a chance that dude never existed. <laughs> Like, like that, like all of that was just yeah. <laughs> they're no, they're in video. They're in a video together. They had a video together on the fantastic YouTube channel. Him Paid and his brother. I don't know. There's yeah. yeah. There's gonna be. There's gonna be like I'm not gonna spoil everything in in uh, Frost video. Um. <laughs> so he's gonna have you know he's gonna have more facts in there that you know we we found today. We were still finding stuff today. Like that is like it's gonna be a fun one. This is this whole thing is like how did nobody report on this in depth earlier including process to check your slack i don't know if that means he, he's feeding you some something juicy or sending you a cease and desist if it's, <laughs> if it's the former I i'll uh, just read some super chats I'll, I'll i'll leave that one for the video because that's funny as fuck <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh frost uh frost is working on a video on this with uh nick's help so um stay stay tuned for that the day before is not gone yet we will never. We will always have tomorrow. Yesterday, I, we'll always have yesterday. The day before, the day yeah, day four would be yesterday. What is called the game yesterday? The day the before, uh, before uh, yesterday. I guess it depends on which day you're talking about. Like if it's the day before next week, Tuesday, that's not yesterday at all. Oh my god, day before the weekend. That's just Friday, Rebecca. Mm. Uh, but you know, point point being though, like man, like any any time i see like that stalker to that i just think back again to the stalker 2 demo from e3 or summer game fest 2021 and like we called bullshit on that on the stream like it was too scripted it looked too good to be real and like the amount of like pushback you get we get from commenters like no this thing exists and i'm like okay i don't want to be the one that told you so but we told you so <laughs> and like i and like i hope stalker 2 is a good game like it's not that i want these games to be bad or anything it's just like Yo, like, like how many like, time, how many consumers times you, just got to get smarter? Like that's well, yeah, but like it's like how many times are the consumers coming after people in games media? Like you guys feed the hype train. It's like I don't know. We've seen enough bullshit over the years. You might might take our word for it. If we're calling a game a red flag, you know, maybe maybe listen. How many times has something been yeah. labeled a red flag and like everyone was proven wrong? Has that ever happened? I don't have an example in mind, but like. Yeah, I mean, is there has there ever been like, a, oh, we were way off. This game actually kind of fucking rules. I'm hoping I'm hoping Star Citizen is that first one. <laughs> is that Squadron 42 trailer? <laughs> what comes out first, Star Citizen or uh, Dogovi? Well, Squadron 42 will come out first before Star Citizen. No, so won't. get your facts right. No, won't. Uh, Casey, you were, you were doing like oh. a lawyer point. Yeah, because the to the thing you mentioned, uh, 
multiverses, the WB Smash clone. Mm. That seemed like the most thrown together, like let's cash in on this sort of thing using IP thing that yeah. you could get. And it actually was a very functional Smash competitor. They, they still had to bring it down <laughs> at some point. But they planned to bring it back. I don't know. But that game is competent. Like that's a real that's a quality uh, platform fighter. Yeah. And I, I was very skeptical that I was like, oh, this is just WB bullshit. No, WB, they don't miss. Except every <laughs> single time David Zasloff misses, which has just been a series of misses. Um Nick, do you have any final thoughts on uh David Four or uh, do we just want people to, to get excited for um, what what the Frost and the crew are cooking? At, at some point, I'm going to have Jay do a design delve showing you the red flag. Like, he's already working on some stuff, but I'm going to have him do a design delve that shows you the red flags of these scripted trailers. And I think one of the easiest way to tell it's like a pre-rendered thing and not actual gameplay is camera movement alone. Mm-hmm. When the camera and those does like that, little animations, the camera like does those... like yeah, the really smooth animations, no clipping. That was Killzone Two. Like Killzone Two yeah. is one of the earliest examples I remember of being like, mm-hmm. was this isn't real? Like, yeah, like, I own yeah. this console. This is clearly not real. Like, um, I, 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 yeah, like I always, I always go back to that Division trailer from Ubisoft, and like Division ended up being a good game. It just didn't yeah. look as good as that trailer did, or anywhere near the interactivity that that trailer had. Yeah, but like you, you can still like, close car doors though. <laughs> <laughs> they made sure to put that in. <laughs> They're like, hey, look, we didn't lie to you. You can close the car door. <laughs> but like the original, the original, like Ubisoft was the paste, uh, the poster boy. That these, is true. These watchdogs was a big, big one. Yeah. Like, the first time I showed off watchdogs that. And the thing is, it's it, Ubisoft was a was really crazy because that first watchdogs trailer did look like gameplay. Like, it didn't look like full-on BS cinematic. Like, it looked like a video game being played. It just looked really, really good, and well, they just and never hit that. Also, there is a small window where you can do it. And so that Watch Dogs, I was, I, that was my first E3. That Watch Dogs trailer was E3 2012, and so it was shown off before the new consoles launched the next year uh, and so if you show it at the right time people are like well i don't know like <laughs> wasn't stalker was stalker that thing too of like maybe the new hardware could do that i don't know and it's like no it fucking can't the most annoying part about Watch Dogs is like i did not like Watch Dogs 2 at all and i really like Watch Dogs 1 <laughs> i still need to try Watch Dogs 2 but that's beside the point uh but yeah i mean like you, if you go, if you go, like, if you want to be able to catch those red flags, go watch any Ubisoft trailer from like 2013 to 2016. Like the Beyond Getting Evil two go, trailer. Yeah, <laughs> go, go watch like um, Anthem. Yeah, Cyberpunk. Anthem, Cyberpunk. Yeah, like we get them fewer and fewer now. I think people are more like we got the digital foundries of the world to be like tut tut. How were mm-hmm. digital foundry on this? Why weren't they tut tut in this? It's a good question. Because nobody had ever had hands on with the game. <laughs> I also think Which is funny too, because they promoted ignorant. they promoted they were gonna do a beta for the game that never existed. <laughs> uh that's funny. Um maybe it's me being ignorant. I'd never heard of the game until you wrote about it, Nick. And then really? you wrote about it, and I was like, This is a fucking crazy story. And I never heard of it again. And then the game <laughs> came out. 
talking about. And I was like, y'all are like making this up. And then I'm like, no, it is surely the most wishlisted game. Like this game was just like a genuine blind spot for me. I think it was like PC focused. I took one look at it and I'm like, I'm not going to play this. I, I looked at the thumbnail and I was like, a dirty man. And I'm like, you don't have time to watch this. Yeah, it's just one of those uh, generic <laughs> super generic incredibly yeah. generic it, i mean there's another game that literally just went through this right before that uh dead matter which has been in development for years showing off all this tech it's gonna be again somehow somehow it always ends up being these mmo zombie survival games i don't understand why uh it's fucking stupid i guess i guess so yeah zombies be it yeah zombies don't have brains and those people don't have brains i guess sorry i didn't mean to be mean to you if you're one of those people (laughs) but that that game that game came out into early access and it was a complete and utter shit show that they had to take it down from sale (laughs) and it was in development for years with development updates uh, what was the name of that dev team uh dead matter uh uh did it used to be uh eight points oh no (laughs) look how deep Uh, they go you you games they call themselves now Hmm. few games few games gotcha um uh, that was we voted we devoted a lot of time to the day before but it was worth it it was worth it that's a good it's a cautionary tale we'll all learn from this no one will ever get tricked again yes everything will be fine um do you think any of the trailers we saw at the Game Awards are phony? I, I just, what you know me. I just, I don't any, any, anytime there's like a CGI trailer at this point, I just roll my eyes. Like, don't show me it. I, I have become full on Yahtzee on that. Like, I don't give a fuck until I see the game on screen and you actually playing it. Sure. That was like, even like Marathon at E3 was like that, where it's like, okay, this exists. Yeah, they're like that trying was- to establish tone and... Yeah, like, yeah. This is the idea of the game, right? Because they don't have anything more substantial. Like, I, I think that that's fine at a, in a like at a certain level. Like, maybe it. I really don't like it as the first. Yeah. Uh, look at a game because like that's just not what that game looks like, and that's the first impression yeah. you give people. They used but, to like, be I, your, I, I yeah. They used it. to be your intro cinematic or TV promotional spot. Yeah, like Halo used to have reveal. like yeah, trailers, right, right. Like, Neil Blomkamp would would direct or whatever. Um. That game that looked like uh, kind of like John Wick Sifu action, third person. Oh, spine was girl, spine was that what it was called? Yes, that's what it's called. Spine. Yeah. During the game, oh, during right. The game. Yes. That game was one of those things where it's like they weren't saying this was gameplay, but they were like trying to make it kind of look like gameplay, but uh-huh. it was clearly not gameplay. To um, be uh, to be fair to that one, weirdly enough, like RPS got a uh, hands-off demo of that and like very clearly stated it's like been in very early development but like what was in that trailer is representative of like what's being made so cyberpunk got a lot of still a, still a, yeah yeah still a bullshit trailer like i don't yeah i won't believe you that sounds like you're in the pocket of big spine you're in a spinal pocket Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. uh, rockstar said that gta 6 looks exactly like the trailer i, I believe rockstar probably read that too <laughs> <laughs> the games usually end up looking better than they did in the trailers when they put them out. Honestly, Rockstars, yeah, probably above that. Uh, uh, before we transition into uh, what we've been playing, we got uh, quite a few super chats that came in during that um, segment. So thank you, everyone. Zoe, uh, who gifted those twenty memberships uh, that broke the stream, probably wasn't your fault, but weird timing on it. I'm just saying weird timing, Zoe. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Keep up the good work, and thanks for the fantastic content, uh, Zoe. Thank you so much, and happy holidays to you. 
and uh, everyone else in the chat. Uh, Hell Knight, welcome to the tip jar. Thank you so much. Hell Knight, Tutalex, thank you so much for the dono. Did anyone play any of the other fantastic games? Dick, did you ever play uh, Wild Eight? Was that the 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 Wild Eight? We we Wild I think Eight. we covered it on Gameumentary, I believe. Yeah, I don't. But I, the, the, again, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but fantastic didn't actually make it. They they made Prop Night, right? Whose they, art I have seen because it's got like Scary Santa on it. Yeah, they made they made Prop Night. Uh, yeah, people what <laughs> people liked it until they abandoned it. <laughs> I'm guessing because uh, their studio yeah. left during the day before. <laughs> I only know Prop Night from the art, and it's got it's like a, it's kind of like a sp- uh, spook em up. Uh, I don't know, a spook em up. It, it, it's it's literally yeah. It's just a. I mean, there's a there's a better game called Witchet that you can play on Steam. Oh, I've played Witchet. Yeah, I played that at work. Is that like a prop hunt game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Not as good as Midnight. Was it Midnight Meat Train? What's Midnight Ghost Hunt. Midnight okay. Meat Train. There's a film starring Bradley Cooper called The Midnight Meat Train, also starring Vinnie Jones, who starred as the Juggernaut in X Men Three and possibly other films. Mm-hmm. So put some Interesting. fucking respect on Midnight Meat Train. It's about a dude who has to take the train home at uh, overnight, uh, the subway in uh, in uh, Manhattan. And let me tell you, there's a murderer on there. And so he turns that train into a meat train. Ew. Midnight Meat Train. And now Bradley Cooper is playing Leonard Bernstein in Maestro. So <laughs> listen, you can, in 15 years, you could be doing whatever you want, guys. Think about it. <laughs> um, word. $50 dono from Word. Ooh. Thank you so much. Uh, Saturday, my founder shirt arrived. Yesterday, my second wing coffee mug showed up. And today, I hear Adventure is nigh is back. Enjoy the cash. And thanks for the great content, everyone. Uh, Word. Thank you so much. Look at Nick. Oh, I want one of those. Nick bought I, that with I, his I bought fucking Yunza with his real buckaroos. <laughs> uh, did you put it on yet? How come you're not wearing it? His dog See, hair. There's a dog here. It's a good reason. A dog hair. Oh, dog hair. Well, you're always gonna have dog hair because you have dogs. I know. You gonna frame it like a like a yeah. signed jersey? Yeah. You should sign your own shirt and frame it. I should. And then write these nuts somewhere too. You shouldn't do that. I saw. I went to <laughs> today and I saw a product called these nuts. There were these little like pepperoni <laughs> nut boys. Uh, Christian Sanchez, ten dollar dono. Nick, please say they have two mobile games that made money and das eat. Like on last weekend's uh, SNL, or like a sassy Latina queen, if you haven't seen that. Das eat. You didn't do it. You didn't do it as well as Adam Driver or musical (laughs) guest Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) I just, I just saw his SNL skit uh, from Adam Driver. Yeah, he's a fucking baby. (laughs) He's a baby. He's really good at the passenger seat of the plane. You took away my toy, you bitch. Adam Adam Driver. Adam Driver goes goes whole hog. <laughs> He's SNL. So I that. Uh shout out to Star Wars. Uh SDH four ninety nine dono. Thank you so much, SDH. I've never done this before, but Casey's Coheed and Cambria karaoke wish warrants a monetary reward. Rock on, guys. <laughs> also, Casey's Coheed and Cambria karaoke wish sounds like like if you ever make it to where you can like put on your own like variety show. Right. Like, like Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Just me and Claudio long, hanging out. How long? We, how long before the the Game Awards are called Jeff Keeley's The Game Awards? <laughs> when he stops hosting it, he's gonna stick his name up there, yeah. <laughs> and then that's gonna be it going forward. But in that case, we might stop getting Muppet segments. In his defense, he had people like 
didn't they have like Joel McHale host one year and it was like oh that was a so disaster. Bad. It was, it was, it was like, him and Joel McHale though. He was still there, but Joel McHale so, ruined that show. It was like the end of whatever Marvel movie no. where the singer like cut to Thanos and he's like, "I'll do it myself," and he puts his fucking glove on. <laughs> you can you know what? You can all blame <laughs> freaking Community's Jeff Winger <laughs> for why the Game Awards turned into what they are today because there used Shit. to be some real like punk punk rock basement bullshit they called it vgx back then that was a, that was a spike in general <laughs> punk, that was, punk rock that was weirdness spike. yeah they uh, had um freaking talent creators group uh odd future as host yeah. that same year and they were also terrible yeah they, they would throw to them like out uh, like on the streets somewhere and they were just super awkward unfunny and like uh, and those guys are funny like they make yeah. funny ass kids they had a really funny show but on that series on that award show completely unwatchable yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh yeah and there there were, there used to be some bad uh, uh e3 conference mr caffeine uh, uh any conference that don Matrick was running was bad <laughs> yeah. yeah that was bad for a different reason that was like the opposite of wilding out that was that, that dude that dude <laughs> you could have used some odd future with him that that dude just didn't know how to speak in anything but corporate speak and it was the worst listening to him anytime he talked god bless the corpus uh vitus uh, thank you so much for a 1600 uh, yen dono. The long con, right? Hype up a game, and then you know it to be a scam. You get the views as the hype train rolls. You also get the views covering the disasters afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of... a lot of, yeah. I think what you guys talk about, like what the future of games and media looks like, a lot of YouTubers do do that. Like, they cover and hype and hype and hype and hype, and then when it comes out and it's shit, they're like, oh, I told you so. Well, you spent three years hyping it up just so you could flip the turn like and that's a that's an actually viable content strategy to hype 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 oh flip the table big surprise now talk about how you knew all along it was bullshit because <laughs> everyone's memory is is like a peanut you, you remember everybody, yesterday everybody is a goldfish <laughs> everyone is a goldfish <laughs> they sit there uh, looking at the screen going but but and then the game comes out and they go but <laughs> that was a great pair of impressions. That was really impressive. And they get flushed uh, in the toilet. Please, uh, please make a gif of that for, <laughs> for the Discord. Also, I feel like that was like way too specific to something that happened when you were a kid with the ending of getting flushed down the toilet. I've never had a, I've never owned a fish. Uh, the last time I had a fish in my hand, I pulled its eye out on accident because I hooked it. I hooked it with you know I was fishing, and then uh, it, the hook got underneath its eye, and then I never fish again. So you caught a fish by the eye. That's yeah. horrifying. It was. I was traumatized as a kid. I'm like, I just pulled this fucking fish's eye out. This My nasty. God. It's the worst part of the fish, the eyeball. <laughs> uh, that's like, uh, that's up there for weirdest parts of fish. Yeah, eyeballs in general. Just weird, uh, weird little dudes. And I don't want anyone getting poked in them. Uh, Utku, uh, new member in the tip jar. Thank you so much, Utku. Uh, and then it'll, uh, thank you so much for the dono. Uh, as much as people cry about games journalism and integrity, the gaming journalism is way is that way because uh, people want it that way. Constant hype means that even the next game, and then even the next 10 out of 10, then the last one was. Um, people like getting excited. There's healthy excitement, and then there's unhealthy excitement. Yeah, I mean, gaming. <laughs> Somebody, somebody in one of our YouTube comments brought up uh, on your review of a, a Highland song mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad. And it was a nice comment. Like, I just I'm glad like you guys can cover this stuff and like not have to cover all the mainstream stuff. And like I basically explained, like corporate gaming sites have to cover 
the biggest games for all that search traffic because that's the only way you get any original content. It builds the whole backbone. And so, like, people complain about SEO and covering the hot topics and, like, why don't big game sites cover us? Because, like, well, you saw what happened with us. Like, you got to drive traffic through SEO to keep your jobs, basically. <laughs> and the only way you do that is cover what people are looking up. So, yep. It's a, it's a the tail wagging the dog. And now that we're independent, you can fund us on Patreon and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Don't cuss. Including Thanks to you. You were cussing. Most of, our, most of our streams get demonetized now, Marty. It's fine. Demonized. You know what didn't get? My Highland song, because it was nice. Yeah. I used my nice voice. But you, you use footage from a WB movie. Like, that's kind of nuts. But we're all, that was bad. I, I put that note in there. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> it zooms out, though. You can't get in trouble if you're slowly zooming out. Yeah, he, he altered the footage in mm. ways. It was played backwards. They're like, well, they're I mean, backwards. I know it's transformative, but do the robots know it's transformative? That's I'm the very question. Worried about th- I'm very worried about the robots, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. I, I worry every day about the robots. Uh, Palash T, $5 dono. Thank you so much. I'm a bit, speaking of being worried, I'm a bit worried about the single player of Grand Theft Auto 6 that it will suffer now that Rockstar has made billions off of GTA Online. Five single player was short than anything prior. Um, we read that Redemption 2 was so long that people complained about it. Yeah, that is true. Counterpoint, uh, I, I, and also Red Dead Online died, so... I think the fact that they led with the single player and everything should show you that they are still very much committed to the single player. Is five single player short? I didn't know. That. I wouldn't I've never finished it. So <laughs> I honestly wouldn't call it short. Like maybe, maybe it was shorter than four, but I don't remember it being like significantly shorter in length. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's a good length campaign. I, I don't, I wouldn't call it short. It is definitely like the tale has been the multiplayer, the online, right? Mm-hmm. We still get updates yeah. about that. So I think it's one of those, like in the same way. It's also that, like two separate teams working on those things. Yeah. Yeah. GTA and Online is its own game, literally. Do you think it's going to be called GTA Online 2 or just GTA Online? I think it's going to be GTA I think they're going to port it forward. Yeah. Like they've done it twice before. Like or, they're just. <laughs> or they'll buck the trend of infinite being bad for every other game and then own it themselves as infinite gta infinite and it's the best GTA thing ever infinite that's a terrible name it is but you know what corporate guys don't know better because nothing's ever infinite i don't know t- rockstar seems like they like they get carte blanche right like i don't think take two can give them too many mandates at least not yet yeah i agree with that also, uh, it's, Alex, I was reading through the comments. Alex Ricks uh, said Nightcrawler is a great example of how journalism should be done. <laughs> Either of you seen that movie? Yeah. I, I know yeah. of it. I've not I'll seen it. it. You yeah, need to watch it. All creeping around at night and waiting, waiting to crimes <laughs> happen so he can take the pictures. Literally, yeah, literally letting somebody get murdered so he can go and videotape it. <laughs> saying that's called honest journalism. That, that's, that's probably some dark web shit right there. That, that movie lives rent free in my head as like one of the most like uncomfortable movies i think i've ever watched but i love it <laughs> it's a good movie it's yeah, a jake movie. is a little weirdo he's like a little he, he is a little he's a little perfect role for that <laughs> yeah yeah it's always like it's like you've done this before okay. it's his I, eyes I it's his eyes he's got oh, like the. he literally has like the open wide crazy he's eyes got he's got range yeah. it's a talent it is a talent <laughs> being, maybe being too a good creep. of a talent yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <a little creep. laughs> uh Thank you so much, uh, Palash. Alex, thank you so much for the dono. Opinions on Ready or Not? I'm assuming you're talking about the video game that released uh, fully last week. Nick, did today. Released 1.0 today. It's been oh, in cool. early access for a year. Uh, yeah, if you like SWAT, uh, you will love this game. Like My friends and I play it quite often. Uh, 
incredible atmosphere, really, really smart AI, probably some of the smartest AI I've seen since like maybe fear or kill zone, I would say. Uh, Is it PVE? It's PVE. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's all kinds of like different situations and like, also like it's a pretty good like cop simulator. Cause you're not supposed to kill everybody. You are supposed to arrest them and try to take them down without force. If you can. <laughs> so we so how, how, how well does that work out? Uh, They're yeah. resisting. They're resisting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick, get some codes. You should get some codes. Tell I'm, tell your friend. I'm, tell your the developers that you and your friends love it, and that you want to play the game with more of your friends, like us. You you would despise this game. I don't want to play it. I would like the group. You to said play like it. us. I would like the group. I'm We're the a only co-op. person that would like this game. We're a co-op. What are you talking about, Frost? He loves doing breaches. <laughs> <laughs> Frosty well, stays frosty. We call know. them big breaches, and we call them what did I say? Garage tubes. What did we do earlier? We were like tubing before or something. Little I, pipes. I have no we, idea. We were the pipe I boys. No I, I learned my lesson. The about... pipe boys. <laughs> Whoa, we crossed that were the pipe boys earlier, right? Couple I learned of... my lesson about breaching houses with KC when he shot me in the back, and I was on his uh, team. Turnabout is fair play. Think about mm. it. All's fair is love and war. Have no. you? Have you? Or have you not shot me? At some point in time before, not once. That this man is just pulling I've, a fantastic. I've, I've convinced you to walk into walls. I've convinced <laughs> you to walk into grenades. I've never shot you dead. Uh, uh, not how we, I remember it. If we want to talk about some journalism, Frost just breached his pants. <laughs> huh? This just in. Frost, this just in. <laughs> Frost just breached his pants. <laughs> uh, CSI freak. Uh, thank you so much for the four ninety nine pound dono. Can't wait for the turn of adventures. Now, watching Casey totally lose it with laughter is the best. All your content is awesome. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you so much. That's um, that, that means the world. And yeah, more adventures now coming coming soon. Yeah, sorry for uh, those of you waiting for the new episodes. We haven't had time to. Uh, we well, we didn't own the right, so we literally yeah. couldn't touch them. So we couldn't yes. edit the new episodes. So it's going to be a little bit. But uh, you know, what, a mid season break. You get to you get. <laughs> It's like a, a third of the a three four season break. That's the worst kind of break. There's <laughs> that break. Uh, Hell Knight, thank you so much uh, for the three euro dono. Jeff Keeley's Game Awards by Hideo Kojima. Who says no? <laughs> Who says no? No one says no. How great would that be? Bring all of his Hollywood pals. Cast of Euphoria. Do you think now that he's BFS with Hunter Schaefer, do you think we got? Do you think he's got Zendaya in his sights? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's like, hey, when and he's when got Timothy They both got Zendaya connections. He's honing in on Zendaya. Do you think that's his white whale? Who's his white whale? Oh crap! Who's has he met Tom Cruise? No, they oh, seem like they live on like very different <laughs> planets. <laughs> Neither of them being Earth, that would be good. He'll be there when there's a mission, an inevitable Mission Impossible video game. We're getting a 007, new 007 game. It's only a matter of time until we get a Mission Impossible right, yeah, game. We still haven't seen anything from that, right? Yeah. yeah, That's coming. That is coming by the Hitman crew. I think that game's going to be great. In terms of the hierarchy of games we don't know shit about that I'm excited for, I'm very excited for that. That uh, one has promise. It has, very, it has a lot of promise, unlike uh, Fantastic's next game. Domino, uh, Domino, what? I think I said Fantastic, went to say Tower <laughs> Dodger, and then thought of Domino Fantastic. God damn it. Uh, there was, that is true. There was a Mission Impossible game for N64. Tower uh, Dodger, thank you so much for a $2 dono. Somewhere there's a fish plotting revenge against Nick. It wouldn't have been a bad <laughs> With an eye patch. With an eye patch. 
<laughs> in his mouth. He's like lifting weights. Ready to fuck you up. He'd have to, uh, he'd have to find me all the way from Michigan. Good luck. Michigan to Kansas. It's only a couple Probably, of states away. I don't know if we fished in the Lansing or not, but uh, if we did, he's that dude's long gone. Recipes, Lansing. With all that, um, all that crappy water. The lead infested water. There. Michigan is bad water. Sorry, Michigan. Uh, John Blee, two dollar down. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. Robocop. When shame him. What? Have I, you not seen Robocop? Uh, oh yeah, I've never watched the movie Robocop. That's fine. Uh, you would love it. I think you would really like it. Probably you can watch it over Christmas break. I don't know. I got like I, I have I got Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning on my shelf to watch. I got in Indiana Jones to watch. I got Dead Reckoning can wait. It was. Fine. Tom Cruise waits for nobody. It's also there's a part two, so you can just wait until part two comes. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta rewatch House of the Dragon. And which wait until part two comes out. That's not until next summer. I I don't I'm not like you, Marty. I can't just rewatch things right before it happens. What? Speaking <laughs> of, uh, guys, I finished. Uh, if you Final, tell me your I thought you finished Final Fantasy VII last night. Okay. Okay. God. <laughs> I finished. I finished OG Final Fantasy VII last night. Uh, I'm I'm very proud. Uh, have I told you guys my my goal? Uh, that you want to play all Final Fantasy VII related video game media before Rebirth launches? Not just play. I want to watch and I want to. Ah, I have. Wanna, sorry, what? I have. I want to watch, play, and read all the Final Fantasy material, Final Fantasy VII compilation things before Rebirth comes out on the final day of February, which is one of those sneaky fake days that only comes once every four years. And oh, so we then, have a leap year this year. Uh, I have finished Final Fantasy VII uh, original um, on PS1. Is that the I first one? That is. That's that's the original, the 97. No, uh, I mean, is that the first game on your list of games to play? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm one. I got one down. Now <laughs> I need to play Crisis Core, the PS2's Dirge of Cerberus, which is only on the PS2 and is a third-person shooter starring vampire extraordinaire Vincent Valentine. I'm going to watch... Advent Children, the film. There's also apparently like a 20 minute anime about Cloud and Zach. Maybe doing some kissing. I'm going to watch that. Um, there are several novels, <laughs> several novels, which I didn't realize that there were novels. And so I bought some of those off Amazon. And so I'm gonna some read. of those. How many yeah, are there? I'm going to read. Well, some of them haven't been translated. And <laughs> so I'm you have to learn, learn Japanese, Japanese as part of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to learn Japanese for this. Let's say. Let's say. Oh, come on, commit um, to it. Don't be a baby. There was a mobile flip phone game that <laughs> oh, has uh, an emulated port, but like, am I gonna play a flip phone game? Like, on can my you play? Like, you, can you, you play? You can go phone buy game? a flip, like a Razer flip phone off eBay. Play the game. You can't put it on there, can you? <laughs> you probably can. You'll. Find I had it. my first. I had a. I had a motor. A Motorola Crazer, so I could. Cra- I could craze out. Uh, there, there was a, there was a before crisis, an ever crisis. There might be an after crisis. What shit uh, is there then, related to this game? And then so Final many Seven remake. Uh, the weebs love it and integrate. The weebs love it. Let me tell you guys, that game just a dreadful translation does not make any <laughs> sense. Like it is, I was reading it out loud the entire time, and I would get through giant like soliloquies, and then just be like, I didn't, I don't know, I said everything, but I don't know what any of that meant. Uh, however, great game, incredibly emotional. Uh, just groundbreaking visuals, uh, amazing music, great characters. Ten out of ten. Very excited. Uh, most anticipated game of Second Wind of 2024. I can just Qu- quote it. I just, I just declare it. No, what is? Are you, having a, are you having a midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah, I've been having a midlife crisis for like ten years. 
It's been sad. It's been very sad. I said in our meeting the other day, Casey, I think I've invented the term of a quarter life crisis. <laughs> no, I didn't, though. And I, said, I think it's it bold. Existed. Gonna, and I think it's bold. You're going to live to over 100. You think you're going to live to over 100? <laughs> what do you mean? Mountain Dew. There's that one woman that only lived on Dr. Pepper and she lived to pass 100. That yeah, sounds you know, false. Every it word like in the last was a news story. Kill me now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, because Cloud and Sephiroth appear in Smash, do you have to play a certain amount of Smash Bros? as part of this. Great. That sounds great. Casey. <laughs> oh, also. Like, at least just do one fight with like one of them against the other. Oh, this isn't then. I was going to say, I've been looking at the list of the big HBDs in January. Yep. And Smash Original got a big HBD in January. I'm just saying, if you want to do a little yeah. HBD stream in January, HB uh, Smash Smash One turns uh, 25. Wait, when? What day did Smash launch in January? Uh, Smash One launched. It was in Japan, I think. In America, it launched. HBDs. The nice thing about HBDs, they're not real, so we can do them wherever we want. Birthdays aren't that? real, guys. Birthday. Nothing is. Birthdays are simulation. Real. Uh. That's all I really got. Dower Dodger, two dollar dono has Marty uh, deliberate uh, deliberated on punishment game stream yet. We've talked. Mm. We our our default, our, our our backup is going to be Rogue Warrior, which we talked about. Um, Nick, I think you were the one who brought. I it was up the one that brought it up on one of our. <laughs> they got a Game Informer cover story and ended up being the worst. Yeah, the worst game of all starring time. Uh, Mickey Rourke, Academy Award <laughs> nominee Mickey Rourke. Um, so unless I think of anything better. Or, or we could do, think about it, Two Birds with One Stone, the Final Fantasy flip-fun game. Just saying, who says no? Rogue you could pay to knock one game off my list. $5 on Steam. Uh, see? Not bad. Uh, Nutscoon, $2 don't know. That's hey. you, Nick. That's me. That's my name. You stole my identity. They said, I miss you, Nick. What is going on? Be happy. <laughs> he oh, refuses. He refuses. Quarter life crisis. Uh, he also has Joker as his profile pic. This, this this whole account was made for you, Nick. <laughs> who is this? Who is a secret person? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. I like that And then Zoe with a $2 dono. Thank you so much. Did you get the Knights of the Round, Marty? I did not. I don't, I don't have the patience to breed a gold chocobo. Also, I'm ethically against the idea of breeding these birds. I'm not Nick who's fucking sticking fish hooks in things' eyes. I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. You made those pin those pinatas and view pinata fuck on purpose. That is true. That is true. Uh hubba hubba. Uh what have you guys been playing? Casey, you, you got anything in your bag of tricks? Uh yeah, I, I can probably talk about the thing that I'm gonna work on a bite size for, but um I kind of don't want to because I I rather would, would just save it for the bite size. So I'm gonna talk about instead of an old game that I reviewed earlier this year that just kind of fell to the wayside, but like Remnant 2. <clears throat> um, is back on my radar because it hit Game Pass and I'm able to now run through it with uh, two of my best friends in the world and we are having a good ass time like and the stuff I'm doing and seeing in that game is completely different than anything I did when I played through it the first time uh, during my review and I played a lot of that game and I'm like going to level after level of like my own game world jumping to my friends game worlds and all the stuff is just new like new enemies like new situations uh, new weapons. I'm curious. Like, did they add more stuff to Remnant? Like, since it's launched, because they must have, right? I mean, maybe there's just. I think there's just a lot of missable stuff there. Yeah, there is. Like, they, maybe. They, said, they said you would never see anything. You would never see everything on a first one playthrough. Like that's nuts. That's that's really nuts. 
because uh, I'm just having fun. Like that's the long and short of it. Like that game is is still really good. Uh, it's on Game Pass, so try it if you were curious at all about it. Um, and it definitely is enhanced by uh, hanging out with your friends. Oh, nice. Yeah, I uh, downloaded it when it came to Game Pass. Um, in my mind, I'm going to play it over Christmas break. In reality, I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to. That's, that's, if, if I'm being honest. Because everyone's that did seem like one of the... Oh, I also bought Immortals of Avium because they it was accidentally on sale for like $4. Oh, yeah, I saw that. $4, that's not bad. That's a great price. It's a great price. Um, yeah. Nick, what have you been what have you been chomping at? Uh, boy, I've been playing trying to play a bunch of different stuff. I I finally like I was almost almost gonna tweet last night about Alan Wake to not hooking me as much as I hoped it would. And then I got to the music section and I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like Alan Wake too. I can't say I'd love it and I think it's like almost the same exact criticisms that Yahtzee has. It's not, I don't really care about the pretentious stuff. I do think it's like uh, Sam Lake having his voice dubbed over by the guy that did uh, Max Payne is kind of weird. You know, like it doesn't fit his character, like the look of his character. Um, but in general, like the farther you get into the game, the more, you know, combat sections you kind of get into. And I think that's kind of where the game suffers the most is like there's some sections that just throw a lot at you and I don't think the game gives you enough resources to actually deal with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just, yeah, I think like the shooting could have been a bit more refined, especially coming off of control, which played very, very well. Um, but other than that, like I adore the atmosphere of that game. The story has me hooked. Uh, the character, it's just like a really weird psychological thriller type game. Uh, very cheap jump steers though, with the constant fucking, scary scratch guy popping up on your screen all the goddamn time. <laughs> so Mr. Scratch and Mr. Scratch. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely having a good time with it. And then, uh, I've been playing a bunch of the finals, but I know people are asking me to stream at some point. I'll, I'll definitely do that at some point. Um, very, very fun game. Like it, even in, in 1.0, like I'm really, really having a good time with it. It's just, uh, high skill ceiling game for sure. Like, so if you, want to play it be prepared because like people are already very good at it um but it, it you know the destructible elements of it like add so much strategy to the game especially like you know a couple of the game modes you gotta get um these cash out boxes and basically you know deposit your funds and all that to win to win the match and sometimes you have to sit there and defend those things and so uh, the destruction comes into play strategy wise of like you can move like the objective of the map if you want and so, mm-hmm. like, if it's on the top floor, you can set a C4 underneath it and then wait, you know, use a scanner. And then if somebody goes to start stealing your money, blow the C4, gets them off it, drops the thing down to the next level. And, like, you can just keep dropping it down levels of floors to get it out of there. Um, you can use that, you know, you can use the destruction to, like, basically block people's path to getting to things. Uh, so it's, it's really, it's one of those games that, like, should get a lot of, like, coverage of like innovative multiplayer gameplay design and actually using destruction in like a gameplay centric way that's not just cover based but actually like it's level design is baked into it and it makes it really um part of like the gameplay and not just a visual flair to the game Mm -hmm. Um, which has me really excited for embark you know if this game does really well for them hopefully like they make a competitor to battlefield someday because like you can tell the dna of dice is all there (laughs) like the people that made Battlefield what it is, what it is, like just from a gameplay feel, you can feel everybody's there. 
so I've had a really good time with that. And then other than that, I've just been kind of before you jump off of uh, the finals. Did you see that thing about everyone complaining that it felt slower, despite that they didn't change anything at all? Like, did you yeah. get any sense of that? All they all they did was change the FOV a little bit, and no, but it feels like as fast as it ever did. Okay, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's a it's kind a of a weird tough, phenomenon. It's a tough game to keep up with. Yeah, I mean, it's like the it's funny. I never used to have an issue of like fast paced games, but like Call of Duty's gotten so fast paced that I don't like it anymore. <laughs> like, I hate all the sliding and diving and. <laughs> jump bunny hop and shit <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of nauseating to look at honestly yeah what did um, bunny hop ever do to you it's it, you know what you can jump around in halo if you're jumping around call of duty i hate you that's that's where i'm at soldiers don't jump true they don't yeah soldiers don't <laughs> jump. um but other than that yeah just been kind of like trying to play i've just been trying to find like a new indie game to get into and i've just kind of been playing a bunch of different stuff i I tried moonstone island for a little bit i actually kind of got hooked on that last night um that one's kind of like a it's basically a stardew valley like creature collector with also the combat is card based um so you build decks around your monsters and i kind of like that instead of just a gin you know i don't know it adds a bit more strategy to it Mm -hmm. yeah i know at least like that back at uh, the escapist yeah, loaded up Star Ocean the second R. Um, <laughs> the, the visuals of that game are incredible. Yeah, yeah, that kind of two D HD. Yeah, uh, too much talking though for me to play at night. So <laughs> and I'll play that at some point. Uh, but the one, the one game that I have gotten hooked on is Across the Obelisk, which no surprise, uh, if you like Slay the Spire or Wild Frost, you will like Across the Obelisk. And so I've been playing a lot of that lately. Basically, just another deck building roguelike game. Yeah, like you're jumping through like a bunch of those. Like, do they have like unique and distinct versions of the deck building stuff? Or are you just like, well, this is another deck building thing and I like that. So I'm going to try this next. Um, they, yeah, they all kind of have like their own unique mechanics. Like Monster Train, you know, has like this stacking mechanic that mm-hmm. like can get really addictive really quick um yeah one of my friends one of my friends i play remnant with is a very much addicted to monster train yeah it's a, <laughs> yeah it's a really addicting game like wild frost like i just i don't know I, I think it's just the visual presentation of that game like it just the music the visuals and like the the general challenge of the game and also like i think i talked about it last week that game has a hook at the end if you beat it that i don't want to spoil for anybody that makes it like a really unique experience huh. um and then like yeah, across the obelisk, I'm still I'm still learning. Um, I think it's probably the most generic of the deck building games I've played. But like the combination, like I don't know, it's just like kind of it, it's like playing a different card game every time and like learning different strategies. And the fun is kind of in learning how to combat those strategies when you hit a wall, kind of thing. And you know, just like uh, it's almost like almost like Dark Souls, kind of in a way. <laughs> to use the name of the podcast for a second, where like your power build is kind of addictive in that loop of like mm-hmm. getting stronger and stronger and stronger and then having something just wipe you off the map and then come back and learn how to beat it kind of thing. Cool. Nice. Chombly uh, yeah. asked, uh, did any of you play Talos Principle 2? Casey, you played it. I don't know if we ever got uh, just... I think that was right. I reviewed it. Yeah. That was one of the reviews that got nuked on the second. Oh, yeah. Channel. Okay, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you really liked it, though. I loved it. Yes, I very much loved it. Yeah. 
that 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 game is of two philosophies funny funny enough to say because one of those philosophies is full about philosophy is <laughs> this yeah. whole story about a, philosophy. Yeah. yeah like a futuristic society of like androids trying to either carry on the torch of humanity or surpass humanity by you know staying dormant and put and the other half is just a bunch of like line and light line of sight puzzles and stuff so like the puzzle gameplay never gets as mind bendy as portal does even though it gets compared to portal all the time um they're they're fun but they are still a little disconnected like they wrap them into the story but like as a mechanic it's not as connected to what's happening in the story as like portal was before it but i enjoyed the two things separately but they don't come together but the story and the philosophy on display i love that like i ate that all the way up so if you're if you're like a philosophy nerd or want to be philosophy nerd like me play that game yeah, you. Uh, I know you and Yahtzee both uh, really dug it, and it's, yeah, I guess it's also interesting. I never put two two together that you had obviously Portal One and Two uh, fresh fresh on your mind. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> play those whatever over the summer or fall or whenever the hell that was. Um, yeah, I, I guess I, that that's like I have a big list of games I'm going to play over the holiday break, and while a lot of them are lies, like that one, I think is the truth. I think I'm actually. I don't. I don't need to come back and replay the, the Kingdom over our break. Finally. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I, need, I keep forgetting that's a game I need to go back to. Because guess what, chat? <laughs> For I think the first time in our entire lives, we are actually taking an entire week off work from the twenty third till the first of January. So uh, you won't see, most likely, you won't see really any videos up that entire week. Sorry, <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of us. You should you should play Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Nintendo gave me my all three of the consoles gave me my how many games like what did you play this year thing. And Nintendo was like, you had a problem with your the, the itch. <laughs> the 167 itch is, hours. Of yeah, the thing. itch is finally there. It's good. I got the tears of the you, tears of the itch. Tears, tears of the itch dome. Uh, and a couple, a couple super chats. DB, uh, DMB. Thank you so much for the file. Our dono. Marty, there was an exclusive lore booklet included with Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Limited Edition Blu-ray. Oh, no. You got to find it. Oh, no. I can probably torrent that. You can't keep your books? Yeah. Ask colleges. It's a physical book. <laughs> Still books. Someone someone did uh, maybe just the video one, game historical foundation. Uh, yeah. Just need yeah. one hero to scan it and set for life. Yeah. His name is Cloud Strife. And uh, Polish T, $2 dono. Thank you so much. Uh, Punishment candidate. Check out M. Dickey's games. Anyone? Bueller? It sounds like a trap. M. Dickies. What are these? Oh no. Madickies. Madickies. I'm putting Madickies in the chat. Oh no. <laughs> uh he's got one game called the U Testament. That's about the Bible. Oh. We can play that one. Oh, Red Redding Empire. <laughs> you know what we need to have Jesse play when it comes out? <laughs> that I am Jesus Christ game. Yes, please. <laughs> please. You learn. You guys are gonna learn. You guys are gonna ask. I wanna I wanna play that. So did you bad. did you guys stream Dante's Inferno? Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> oh, it's out already? God. Is it really? Oh, is it? <laughs> Whew. That was that was another one that IGN just put the trailer out and was like that. You're a liar, Eric. <laughs> You're a liar. Is it not it's out? Plan to be announced. Oh God, that trailer has awful frame rate. He hath risen. 
he fuck is this risen. game? Yeah, play it on Christmas. Let's do a Christmas day stream. I think that'd be uh, nice. I'm, I'm sick that day. I think that'd be nice. Oh no, on Christmas. <laughs> there, 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 there is a free prologue though. You can play the pro. Uh, the, Wait, uh, I am Jesus Christ Revenge demo. What's this? <laughs> that, that can't. That can't be real. <laughs> I am Jesus Christ Christ's Revenge demo. A 3D IMAX What the oh, wow. fuck is this? <laughs> That's gotta be a joke. <laughs> what is this? This is a ragdoll of him getting hit by Windblade. You know, he's driving a truck. What? Wow. This looks fucking stupid. If I scroll down a little bit, it just says there's a game Moon Farming. Is Jesus doing that? <laughs> I mean, he's Jesus. <laughs> he does what he wants. He's driving a little tight truck. <laughs> <laughs> This doesn't look terrible. Shit. It looks, it looks <laughs> terrible. Um, speaking of... He's not uh, even sitting in the driver's seat. He's sitting in the back of the, the truck driving. This. Nick is having such a great time watching this. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Sons of Gods, uh, I, right before we started, I got to play a little bit of the God of War DLC. The Valhalla mm. DLC for God of War Ragnarok. A free update. Uh, added to Ragnarok, uh, it is a mode that you jump into uh, on the main menu, but it very much assumes you have completed the game because it will spoil things from the end <laughs> of the game. Um, the Game Awards trailer was just like a roguelike mode added to God of War, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I forgot how to do the combat. This is going to be terrible. Mm. And then I saw some people playing it, and were like, they did a bad job of advertising this because you should play this and you should go in blind if you're a God of War fan. And so I was like, okay, I'll try it. Um, I also don't want to spoil things, but what I told KC before we went live is it's true. They did a terrible job of advertising it. If you like God of War one through three, this thing speaks the most to God of War one, two and three of any of the modern God of War stuff. I just feel like they should have said that. Um, It's kind of a hard thing to talk about in the same way that like. Scott Pilgrim, that anime was hard to talk about. Like, yeah. It was like a, one of those things, like, give it a little bit. Like, give it an hour. If you are even remotely interested in God of War's Valhalla DLC, and if you have Ragnarok and everything and finished it, download Valhalla, give it an hour, and if it doesn't hook you, because it's like the the roguelike gameplay is, for me, whatever. Like, combat, that game's fine. Like, mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's It strips you of your armor, and you go in just with your core weapons. You, you every every few rooms you complete, you get um, new either powers or moves or stuff to choose between two things like Hades. Uh, you have a currency that every time you lose a run, you can permanently upgrade a stat. So you know, pretty familiar stuff. The narrative through line through it is really fucking good, and it is like it's just amazing character work for Kratos, especially for people who are familiar with the uh, original trilogy of games. So yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like that's going to make me finally go buy Ragnarok because I've been just waiting for a good opportunity to like oh, nice. go and yeah. play through that. Yeah. But like that free DLC sounds awesome. It's cool. Um, I Again, I only put an hour, uh, but uh, it, I, I think people said they've completed it in like five to seven hours. Um, but the sto- I'm, I'm there for the DLC. story. The story's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll probably your, your mileage will probably vary based on how good you are. And let me tell you, right, so I, forgot, I forgot how the combat in that game worked. <laughs> I got there and I was like, what? I, I hit the down button. I was like, oh, he had a spear? <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I had a spear. <laughs> it's like a major part of the game. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot this was a thing. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's my, uh, uh, the games. The other, the other thing I, I was doing uh, was emulating uh, uh, Heavenly Sword on my Steam Deck. 
which actually runs okay now. It works now. It wasn't working before. I don't know what they did to update it. Doesn't run at 60 frames. So I'm gonna emulate it on my my PC instead, which will run at 60 frames. Uh, nice. But, uh, that game's actually quite fun. Very... Is this your first time playing it? Yeah, I've never played it. Did you ever play I, Enslaved? I did. I love Enslaved. Yeah. yeah good. Also, like the. Uh, I only I only played through like the first level and a half last night because I was like I'll just play this on my computer, but uh, uh, didn't realize like how much uh Hellblade actually pulled from Heavenly Sword because like mm. the uh voices in your head kind of thing is 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 mentioned in Heavenly oh. Sword. Oh, so there's actually like a lot of DNA from the two games in there. That makes sense. I remember it was a big deal that Andy Circus was in that game. <laughs> I knew I recognized yeah. that guy. <laughs> I love Andy Circus. Yeah, he's just really yeah. It's, a, it's got a, it's got a, like a super like, especially at sixty frames. Like if you go look it up on YouTube, the you know gameplay on the emulator. Like it has a smooth looking combat system at sixty frames. And one of the reasons uh, a lot of people didn't end up playing it on PS3 was because like performance was kind of not great. <laughs> it was a relatively early PS3 game too. And I think like, it was a it, launch title, if anything. Yeah, it was. PS3 just didn't have like the the muscle behind it until later on in the generation. So people missed out on stuff like that and Lair, and even some people missed out on the first infamous. So <laughs> John says that it's a legal nuclear awaken the ire of Jack Packard. You can't even buy heavenly sword anymore. The only, thing, the, the only way you can do it is uh, the remote play, uh, the cloud play. You can play it on the cloud. Don't do that. But okay. it doesn't, run probably doesn't help the smoothness. Yeah. No, it doesn't run at 60. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Palash, thank you so much for another dono. Uh, M. Dickey's U Testament recreates Jesus's life using the wrestling game engine he developed. And yes, you can suplex unbelievers. That's my pitch. Hell yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's not a bad pitch. It's a pretty, pretty good pitch. <laughs> pretty good pitch. Um, video games are weird. Video games are weird. They might have been a mistake, um, but we still love them. Uh, they were definitely a mistake, but we they were definitely they were absolutely a mistake, but that's not going to stop us. But they're here now. So uh, they're here now, uh, just like we are and just like we will every week for the rest of your lives, uh, except probably the week over the holiday breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but next week we'll be back. That's very exciting. Uh, Casey, uh, what what do you have going on? What should what should folks check out other than the, the little the little bite size that we might be seeing in the near future that you were hinting at? Uh, yeah. Um... You guys can follow my personal stuff at Sigma Gears 9 all over the internet. Uh, I do another entirely different podcast every week about video game news. It has uh, other people (laughs) that you may or may not know. They guest uh, on a rotation every now and then. Uh, We talked all about all the video game awards, drama and controversy. We talked about that that crazy Chris Judge joke at length. (laughs) So so please tune into that. It's called The Sigma Show. I thought it was fine. Yes, the industry didn't. What are we doing? No, just Call of Duty developers. Yeah, the Call of Duty devs, they they took it very personal. Your game was short. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like, no, that's, we go into it. Uh, Outside of that, uh, Marty and I will be back for DMC2 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know what we're calling that. I think it's still just Casey and Marty Place. Yeah, (laughs) we're not not giving this. Listen, Javed's got a lot on his plate. He's not doing. doing It doesn't matter. We're just playing DMC two guys. Come, come hang out. Um, and uh, Adventure Dies back, which I'm sure you've heard, but Mm -hmm. super excited that that is a thing. Um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this Saturday, season three, episode one is airing, right? And then we're just gonna keep going all the way until we're finished with the last three, and those 
all come out and you see the thrilling conclusion to this amazing yeah. live action season. It's going to be Yeah, great. and remember with uh, the the way we air things at Second Wind is uh, everyone gets it on the same day. Nothing's paywalled. You know, members don't get things a week early or anything. So that'll just mean that the conversation around each episode will be entirely, you know, the morning they drop, which is uh, super exciting. And which means uh, that's even a better reason for you to please support us uh, over on Patreon and, and uh, Shark Robot and all those other places. Um, it helps Nick, so much. It does. It really, it truly does. Uh, Nick, what do you got going on? Business stuff. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I asked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, just, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we're so far not seeing, not seeing the dip that I was really afraid of uh, with all the, you know, all the Patreon kind of coming in over the last month. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of free trials converted a month ago yesterday and Monday, and uh, we, we saw a little bit of a dip, but not too bad. So uh, if you haven't signed up for Patreon or are considering to do so, now would be a really fantastic time to do so because now that we've got Adventures and IBEC, expenses are going to be going up because we've got to play pay for plane tickets and all that kind of stuff. Play for plane tickets. I think I said that. that I pay for plane tickets. <laughs> uh, steal those. We should just pirate those. But like yeah, we uh, have pirate a plane. So we just, just get a ship at that point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we still got a lot of other new stuff on the way, including Chronicle from Frost, which uh, everybody's been asking about, which is this, the Stuff of Legends 2.0 version. Uh, you, some of you've been asking about Javid, Good Blood doing more content. He's got stuff coming. Got more bite size coming. Lots of lots of cool stuff. And streams yeah. streams will start in full in the new year. Yeah, more uh, more regular series, uh, some familiar series, some brand new series, uh, and the occasional HPDs. Because if I keep saying something might exist, maybe I'll will it into existence. <laughs> Uh, as for me, uh, the aforementioned uh, Bite Size first episode kicked off yesterday on uh, a Highland song. I talked about the game last week. Uh, really proud of the video. Matt uh, did an incredible job on the edit. Uh, I dropped the link in there. Check it out. Um, uh, if 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 the way I describe that game sounds like the kind of thing you would dig, uh, you will probably really fucking like that game. Uh, it's out on Steam and Switch right now. Check it out. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like KCI stream on my personal channel as well. The aforementioned uh, Final Fantasy VII I finished. Uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to do some other uh, palette cleansing games before I jump into uh, Crisis Core. But uh, you can follow me on there. I usually stream Fridays, Tuesdays. I don't know, some other fucking days. I don't know how days work. It doesn't matter. <laughs> None of it matters. And Dower Dodger, $2 <laughs> dono. Thank you so much. Did you ever figure out, did you ever work out voters tier for Patreon? Uh, yeah, so... Obviously, some of the stuff we were waiting on was getting the rights to Adventures Night that we couldn't talk about this whole time. So uh, we are going to be doing a, a higher tier in the new year um, in partnership with Shark Robot, where like once a quarter, you'll get like a swag bag of merch. So it could be like, you know, a T-shirt and a couple pins or a sticker. I mean, a couple. Yeah, a couple pins or, or something. Uh, so that's that's something we are we are working on, which will also be the voting tier. Okay. For uh, to clarify, for those that don't know, uh, back at the Escapist, we had a high, we, our highest tier allowed that tier to vote on a game for Yahtzee to review during the summer drought. Uh, so we will bring that back for a second wind. Thank you. Maybe it's gonna be the Jesus game. There's no way to know. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you, uh, everyone, so much. Thank you to everyone uh, watching live on YouTube. Uh, thank you to everyone listening on your favorite podcast uh, services. If you listen on the podcast services, give us give us one of those five stars. Just leave a nice message because then we're going to rise yeah. up the ranks. And then Mountain Dew and Pizzazz and fucking everything's going to start sponsoring us, and it's going to get crazy. 
Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, give, us a, give us a chance to wow you with ridiculous ass sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> we're competing with ourselves now. We gotta take out Windbreaker podcast from the top and put Firelink up there. Those guys, those guys are chumps. Those guys lie all the time too. So it's, this, this podcast is way better. Yeah, there's nobody. There's nobody that's willing to snope Smarty on that podcast. So we gotta take them down. That's true. I like how you Coward. use snopes as a verb. They're the cowards. They're absolutely cowards. It is cowards. a verb for Marty. Uh, they are absolute cowards. <laughs> uh, and thank you, as always, uh, Eric, so much for uh, for producing the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, so for Casey and Nick, this was Marty. This was Firelink episode number two. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, have an amazing rest of your evenings, and we'll see you back on stream uh, on the stream channel, the live channel, uh, tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. Central for Casey and I's uh, inaugural Devil May Cry 2 stream. See you then, everybody. Hi, all.